0: All right, everybody, we are live and welcome to Bearded Drums Live. This is going to be our new weekly live streaming video hosted by myself. Obviously if you're here you probably know who I am. My name is Steven. I am the creator of Bearded Drums. But I am going to be joined every week by my really good buddy, drumming partner, running partner, Mr. Jared Taylor.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Jarrett Taylor, but everyone calls me JT. Jarrett
0: has been my little running partner for quite a while now. You might have seen him in a couple of videos. I think you did the Yamaha.
1: Yeah, it was the Crosstown. You
0: did the Yamaha video and you were in the Drum Jam. Yep. So if you've seen any of our videos, you have probably seen Jarrett. Um, so, and if anything happens today, Please bear with us. We had a couple of test streams, but this is really a first for us. Um, so if anything does get a little bumpy, you know, obviously give us a, a little time to, uh, yeah. <laughs> to work the kinks out. But you should be seeing and hearing everything good. Hopefully the, uh, the stream is nice and healthy. Um, but like I said, this is going to be a weekly thing. We are going to be doing this, hopefully, every Thursday, and hopefully, you know, nothing with, you know, I know you've got a kind of a weird schedule sometimes, but yeah. hopefully everything will go well. Um, so, as I was saying, counting ourselves, very fortunate to be doing this. We really only, what, discussed this two weeks ago? Yeah, two, three
1: weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so... Very lucky that, you know, several people came through for us and were able to help us get this all set up. Um, big thanks, number one, to uh, Philip Kron of the Kron Podcast. Uh, I was able to go over to his studio here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and do his little podcast um, maybe a month ago. It was a lot of fun. Um I really didn't know that anybody around
1: here was doing,
0: you know, any, did you know of anybody that was doing?
1: um, I just know it was him, and then I feel like there was, like, someone else who might have, but I might have been getting them maybe confused with the Red Room recording um, who they just had on recently. Yes, they did. Um, But like I said, um,
0: I didn't know anybody was doing it, and uh, that really is kind of what spurred what you're seeing now, um, going in there and seeing what it took for Mitchell and Philip to put their podcast on kind of let me know that, you know, this was kind of doable. Um, granted, I was lucky enough to have somebody that could do it with me. Um, I don't think that I could have done this by myself. It would probably be pretty boring. And as Jer and I say mm-hmm. all the time. We can, we can talk <laughs> ad nauseum about drums, which is what you're going to be getting every week. Yeah. Uh, we probably plan on most of these being from an hour and a half to two hours, if, if not more. Yeah. Um, and what we kind of planned on was to get maybe five or ten of these under our belts, get a nice little rhythm going, and then we were going to bring on guests local drummers from around this area, other musicians to give a non drummers perspective, you know, as we talk about the different things we're going to be diving into. Um, so let us kind of get this rolling and we're going to start bringing in guests. But for now you've got myself, you've got Jared two bearded. Yeah. Huge.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: huge <drum> nerds, <laughs> um to talk about stuff with you. Um, so, as I was saying though, um, really, we have a couple of people to thank before we even get started. Um number one, the uh the first person you know I think we really need to thank is um Philip Cron of the Croncast. You should be seeing that up on your screen now. Um he operates out of Latimer, Mississippi. Um he is about my age, uh, he is a drummer from around here and puts on a wonderful podcast. Um, from you know, right outside of his home, kind of
1: exactly what we're doing. Um, and Jared,
0: are you not going to be
1: yeah. on there? I will. I'm scheduled to be there on March seventh, if I believe is the date. It's a Sunday, and I'll be doing that at seven o'clock um, Central Time.
0: So I've already been on there. Jarrett's going to go on there. I really enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, that was kind of the spawn of this whole idea that we could even do this. Um, so thank you, Philip. If you do get to watch this, if you see this from both of us, you know, thank you for kind of putting the idea and thank Mitchell because, uh, Mitchell has been a big help to me. Um, the bearded drums logo that you see all the time was made by Mitchell Gruich here on the Mississippi Gulf coast. So oh a lot of thanks to those guys um also big thanks yeah 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 <laughs> to our what do we call them our 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 patron Our. yeah i
1: guess so uh <laughs> i'm not quite i mean i don't know how you would describe you know well <laughs> as you can tell by all the stuff that's on this table uh
0: it's not a cheap endeavor to do this and being what 2020 was, you know, that kind of year, Oh yeah. uh, money's tight, especially for anybody that plays music. Um, you know, there's even less to go around now. So coming up with the funds to do this was the big challenge. And I was lucky enough to have some gear that I could put on eBay and sell. And it luckily sold pretty quickly, which funded a little bit of this endeavor. But the big chunk of this endeavor was financed by our patron. The one and only. The one and only, Mr Watson Nord, but bass player extraordinaire. Yeah. Generally generally fun guy.
1: I've never, never not had a, a bad time with Watson. It's always great. He is a, a goofy, um super sweet and sincere uh human being. Uh he really is. He really is. He's a lot of fun to
0: be around. Um Every time he comes to the juke joint, not every Sunday, but most most Sundays, uh, you know, he's he's a lot of fun to hang around. He always makes the night interesting. Um, So from both of us. Thank you, Watson. Big thank you. Yeah. Big thank you. Because that was everything that you, you know, gave us when you purchased some gear from me. That is what financed all the fancy things you are seeing. So this
1: lovely endeavor because, yeah, it was kind of like you know it was like oh yeah yeah, and we're like wait that's that's it that's that's that, that's it
0: that's yeah yeah yeah, that's all of it <laughs> it's like- so and 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 please bear with us you know we have a lot of a lot to get out of the way as far as house cleaning on this first episode it's telling you who we are thanking yeah. all the yeah. you know thanking all the thanks and you know but we're going to be getting into our what's going to be the normal format um, the last thing on the list for me, like most endeavors as they are born, uh, just like a big, we we're talking about it, just like a big ship getting yeah. ready to leave the harbor. You've got to christen this yeah. baby properly. So you can see right here. Only the finest. Only the finest Andre, <laughs> which was all of. $5. <laughs> <$5? laughs> $6 $6.95 today. Uh no, we're not going to be throwing this at any drum sets, but if Jared if you will do the honors for me.
1: See, I should have good practice being in the buffet opening these for Just don't
0: shoot the cork and knock the camera over there that we're looking at. Um so we're going to go ahead and toast to this little endeavor, hopefully that it lasts a long time and that hopefully All of you enjoy, you know, the format and the stuff we're going to be talking about. It's a bearded, you know, it's a drum channel. So obviously we're going to be talking about drums, but we're also going to be talking about music related. You know, hold on. Let me mute the mic so we don't clip anything. All right. He's going for it. He's going for it. He's there we There we go. There we go. Now we can. Go ahead and pour yourself a little bit, and let's let's go ahead and toast this endeavor. Um, so, like I was saying, we're going to talk about drums, we're going to talk about music, we're going to talk about anything that goes along, you know, with that general with that general theme. But before we actually get started today, Jared and I deserve, after the work we have put in, just prepping this. Some of you might have seen the rather unusual test we did the other night. Yeah. (laughs) Where it took us generally, and Derek, I believe you're in here because I see your comment. Uh, Derek says it sounds good, and Neil Holloman Drums, who both Jarrett and I love, said it looks and sounds good. So, um, did you just drink that without toasting me? I'm sorry. Did you really just, man, I cannot, I cannot believe. (laughs) Sorry, dad. (laughs) I cannot believe you just did that. Anyway, um, so Derek was here when we did the uh, live stream test and help us, you know, set everything up. Um, So big thanks to Derek, as usual. And if you don't know, Derek was instrumental in helping me build this channel three years ago. Um, So, yeah, uh, Bearded Drums, as of now, Um, you know, maybe not to the month, but is three years old, and it only took us three years to get live,
1: (laughs) streaming. Streaming, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, Jared, to you and me, good luck to us in this little endeavor. Huzzah!
1: That brings back so many college memories. Oh yeah,
0: if you want to hand me that, that bottle. Yeah. Um, I'll just set it over here, and if you want more, you just let me know. All right. So to actually start the show for all eight of you watching, um, Derek said, woohoo. So (laughs) the live chat is working. Yeah. If you are watching live, please feel free to ask myself or Jared, any questions, if there's stuff in future episodes you want to talk about, or if you just want to weigh in on the conversation, um, let us know. I'll be kind of, and Jarrett, you can use this iPad too, kind of keeping an eye on what's going on. So if you got a question, throw it at us. If you want to call us idiots, that's fine. <laughs> he does it all the time, so it's 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 no skin off my bag. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to call us idiots or you disagree with what we're talking about, please feel free to weigh in. It's live, so you are free, you know, to weigh in on the chat. So the way we're going to start every show though is. To basically talk about what is going on, you know, at least this week, maybe the week before, in our drumming lives. Um, What projects we have going on, whether it be playing or gear, if we're working on anything, if we're building something, if we're refurbing something. So that is what we will start with today. And we will start with Mr. Jarrett and let him go over what he is going to be, or has been rather, working on you know, the past couple of weeks leading yeah. up to today. So, Jarrett, that is all you.
1: So, I just got a bunch of stuff in from Drum Factory Direct. I got the DW accessory claw mount thing. It's pretty neat. Um, instead of it going, like, to the hoop, it attaches to the hoop and then behind the flesh hoop of the uh, of the bass head. So it's, like, it's more secure. Um, I got that. I got the... Wait, what was the first one you were talking about because I will throw that up there as an
0: image for them
1: um, that is going to be which one the kit or the uh, you can just show the, the floor tom or okay. something yeah because it's kind of part of that whole ordeal that I believe
0: well, is hopefully this works
1: look at that boom there you go alright so this has been kind of like an endeavor uh, I've been kind of like fooling around with for being such a large man I like smaller drums um, which is weird you're thinking of big husky man like me should play 24s i like 18s and 20s and so hopefully uh as you know everything kind of works out i like to be able to start playing again um in like smaller places so i got a bunch of stuff oh from that photo
0: i'll throw it back up i'll keep going back and forth
1: you're good so i got the 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 dunette makes those cool nifty little those are nice yeah and those extend too so Depend on like how high you want it to go. Um, They're pretty heavy duty. They just fit in to the floor tom brackets and you got legs. Um, those are
0: also some of the beefiest. If you look at the picture that we're showing right now, the actual spikes going down into the carpet are some of the beefiest and spikiest.
1: Yeah, those are mean. That's like medieval. Like you could, you could definitely poke your eye out <laughs> for sure with those. Like I wasn't. When I put it on the floor and like kind of did a little shake test, like my rug with well the carpet on the floor, I got a little spooked. Not gonna lie, thought I might have punctured a hole in it. I was like, did a little shake, and I heard a little. They're pop. nice, and they and and everything Ron Dunnett puts out has a
0: classy, I guess is a good yeah. way, you know, to describe it. No like frills, office. No stuff's. frills, very classy looking um, equipment that he always puts out. Um, so, uh, what do you have next? And hopefully, I can line up the picture right.
1: Um, I guess we can talk about that uh, that snare drum, that uh, 1940s WFL. Let's hope that this is I Did It Right. Yay. So that's pretty neat. Um, so my grandma likes to go thrifting uh, since she's retired and everything. So she went through and got me two snare drums. Um, that's the newest one I got from her. That's a 1940s WFL. I cannot tell like i've gone through all the magazines I don't mean and to stuff, interrupt you but
0: kodiak wild is laughing at in the chat beefy and spiky on the done it. so yeah
1: i mean it he's not lying It it is beefy i mean it, it is extra thick with three c's sorry to interrupt you continue with your wfl snare drum so um so my grandma got that for me those are the original hoops um those are all the original lugs um the throw-off was non-existent on it. Neither was the butt plate. I have, like, leftovers from the throw-off. Because for those, it's like that Pioneer of yours. There's no actual throw-off. It's just you tighten it or you loosen it, and it's cable It's snare. Cable yeah, snares. cable and, can be. Yeah, and so I was like, I don't want to deal with any of that. And so, indie drum parts. If you guys have never heard of them, pretty sweet stuff. Um, So, that's an indie snare throw-off. I also have the butt plate for it. And it adjusts the mounting bracket to whatever hole spacing you have. It's all, it's all nice and neat. Um, I have
0: wanted to try the
1: indie drum.
0: I don't have anything to put it on, yeah. but like he said, no matter the screw spacing on your drum, that indie bracket is made to accept any spacing of screws. So that will fit on, as long as it'll fit between the rims, right? Yeah. That'll fit on just about anything. And again, kind of like the done it stuff, Indie, just about everything they make, has a really cool look to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what would you that's almost kind of like an art deco kind of feel, modernistic kind of like
1: Yeah, it's got it's got the what's it, a P eighty eight, I think, is kinda is that one throw off that Ludwig did. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. It's got that kind of vibe. My only gripe with this, but it's also a pro and a con at the same time. So the one I like, I think you do too, whenever you're adjusting your snare tension, you like to be able to spin it and smack it and get to the sweet spot. Those you can't, it locks in. So if you want to adjust it, you have to turn the throw off to the off position, tighten up and it clicks too, which is really nice. So it goes and it you hear it, deet, 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 but it's a very subtle, like you only feel you don't I, hear it. I love And then you can throw it back on. I can't stand and <laughs> I'd yell at Jared.
0: Not all the time, but many Sundays, I'll bring out a super old drum, which is granted my fault for bringing a drum from the 1930s out to going. play. And he smacks, not hard, but he smacks so many rim shots, he will loosen the throw-off. So like he was saying, there's nothing more annoying than you getting it just where you want it and then the throw-off loosening. The only drum that I have is actually over here that doesn't do that, kind of like the indie is the Pearl Free Floaters you know you have to lift mm-hmm. and then you can spin it and then it locks back into place. So anybody out there that puts out a lock or rather put it this way, all of the drum manufacturers. Granted if it's maybe maybe not on your budget throw yeah. off, but on your pro level stuff, two guys here asking, all of the manufacturers please put a locking throw off. It really
1: Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> and and I play a majority of any accent that I do play, it's always a rim shot. I mean, it's from marching, <laughs> and then Doctor Wooten. I'll never forget doing one of the camps. He's like, "You don't have to like beat it. It's like a nice little color." He's like, "You know, just you know." I was like, "Okay, cool." And so from tenth grade me to now, that's been like my mantra. It's like just only play rim shots for the accents, unless you're really, really excited.
0: And I'm the I'm the opposite.
1: I don't hit rim
0: shots hardly ever. Um I'm. I mean, you can see. Uh, and we've talked about it. Just about every snare drum I have has about a half dollar size worn out mark in the middle. Um, so I guess that's good that I'm accurate, but yeah. I don't really hit rim shots that much. The last drum, uh, not the last drum, the drum I got for Christmas from my mother, thank you, mother. I was very lucky that my mother uh, found a vintage Ludwig transition badge on eBay, and I got that for Christmas. Oh, 0844. Uh, old 0844. We'll tell you about. 844 at some point. That'll be a video coming up on the regular video coming up on the channel. But um, that was the first drum that it was like, it felt very natural to hit rim shots for me. It's very natural for Jared, not that he can't, you know, he smacks the center a lot of the time too, but it's very natural for him to hit rim shots for me. It's just not naturally where my hand comes down on the drum. I actually have to think about it. And I remarked to him, three or four Sundays ago that I was like, wow, this is the first drum in a long time that I'm hitting rim shots without really thinking about it. So, you know, that is, it's just different for me as opposed to you. Yeah. Yeah. Do
1: me for a loop. Cause normally I listen to him play. And then whenever he puts me behind the kit, like, well, what would Steven play? I'm like, Okay gotta stay in the center i can't get on the rim and then i'm like okay this is fine I'm like how's it sound steven like, oh, sounds good I'm like, okay i can now do whatever i want to do okay Stephen's fine you know and then i'm in the back you know twiddling on my phone because they're playing like bobby mcgee or something the next thing I you know, remembered the name yeah i remember the name unlike i couldn't
0: do on yeah. the other podcast <laughs> i couldn't remember bobby mcgee um, as if that's a hard song to remember um but i couldn't remember it um but the, the point of all this long tangent was, please, for the love of everything, locking throw-offs on your snares. Please. Please. I mean, actually, we'll go back to it, Jared, Is there, is there anything else that you wanted to say about ye old WFL? Because I will—let's come back to here, both of us. I'll remark the checking on this drum, and if you don't know what I mean when I say checking for anybody that doesn't know— how the finish is just it's not wrecked because it's all intact, but all those beautiful dirty lines in it, that is just one of the most really pretty examples I've seen in a long yeah. time of checking on a drum, especially that it's gold. So it kind of, it looks like a, it's, it's obviously it's not metal.
1: It's just a wrap, but it looks like it has its own patina. Yeah. It's kind of like get this, like kind of like tiger vibe I get from it. Yes. Um, and all I did to clean it up was like very light soap and water. I mean, like a dab of Dawn, just enough to like have a bubble. And then just very gently went over top of it um, to clean it up. And it turned out really nice. Now, the badge um, was loose. And I didn't want to deal with like having to like redo the rivets and stuff, whatever it's called for the vent, uh, vent hole. And so I saw on the Ludwig um, group Facebook thing. If you guys, I don't know if you guys are in any of those Facebook groups, but really good resource for anything you have no idea what you're doing. And so I asked them, and then uh, Lynn Smith, who's a guy on the coast, he commented, just take some dental floss, wrap it behind it, and then it just kind of tightens yeah. it up. I didn't want to waste my dental floss, and so I had some old strings. So I went through behind that, wrapped it up, doesn't move, doesn't budge. Um, the bearing edges, for as old as that drum is, nothing was wrong. It was flat. You couldn't even rock it, besides on the snare bed side. But it was just like... This is in really good shape. I'm putting the elbow grease into it. only thing I did to it was uh, chomp the lugs and then brassod. I mean, brassed elbow grease those hoops. And that was really it. Well, I would say...
0: We'll show it one more time. And yes, Derek, this J- Derek is commenting, is this the episode, JT? Yes, this is the episode. Derek, we are talking about drums here. And <laughs> we will talk about them, as I said at the beginning, <laughs> ad nauseum. Yeah. So... But one more time there's the beautiful WFL and moving on uh Jared what is the last thing
1: i think you were working on uh i've been changing i've yeah, been changing the heads on that Gretsch Catalina that i got uh
0: nope that is the wrong one ladies and gentlemen let's get to the right one there my, we go yeah
1: so that's that kit you told me about at salvage world um, I got that. Thanks to
0: big shout out to Mike Anderson of Gulfport for calling me up and saying, hey, man, is this worth anything?
1: And then I and then he sent me the photo and I immediately went. I didn't care how much it was. I'm going to get it. I went there. Um, So it was 10, 12, 16, 22. Some parts were missing, but they had it listed for the whole thing for. $235. I could not walk away from a $600 to $700 brand new off of Sweetwater for a quarter of that, a third. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. And so a friend of mine in Hattiesburg, he makes custom drums. He's building me one right now. Um, Shout the man out. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Swindle Custom Drums. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Sweet guy. Makes really cool, cool uh stave drums. Um, And... So I was like, hey, could you cut this down for me? He's like, sure. He's like, so what do you want to model after? And I'm like super obsessed with those CNC uh, or CNC drums, the super flyers. They're all cut down shells. And I learned that they make those kits out of the leftovers from kits they make. Um, so I set them the sizes for that. And then he cut it down. So that's a 10 by 16. The rack tom was a little weird, squirrely for the hole spacing for the lugs. So we kept that as the regular 8 by 12. And the kick drum is a 12 by 22. Things Things thunderous. You got to play it uh, whenever I got everything set up that one Sunday. Um, I played this... So, it's a Catalina what? Maple. It's Maple. Catalina Maple. Just
0: Catalina Maple. And if you don't know, and I, I assume probably... Oh. <laughs> he's talking about... Is this the JT episode? He's talking about the lower third. Thank you, Derek. And as I said... We are all new to this. I always wondered why, when you watch a podcast, there is the person by themselves or the two people, and the guy doing the switching the j t was up the entire time. oh so nice. give me <laughs> <laughs> give me a few episodes to get my hand because I'm having to do all this, the talking and the switching and the graphics and all of that stuff. so. Please bear with me um, as we, you know, get this going and I learn the ins and outs of all of
1: this. Um, Anyway, back to this drum set. So Swindle cut down those drums for me, uh, did the bearing edges, redrilled the holes, everything to match the other side. Um, Turned out really well. And that bass drum for being a 22 by or 12 by 22. It's big, and I changed the heads. I put that uh, UV One EMAD on the batter. That's just the Aquarian head I had off that uh, that uh, Ludwig Hollywood that I'm trading to swindle for. That thing thumps. I have one of those cheap five ninety nine blankets from Walmart to uh, on the inside, kind of Secret folded of up.
0: of my success.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> cuz I hate putting anything in bass drums and see like, ones. You got to put something in it. You got to do a little a little something. So I was like, fine. So I got like six or seven of them and I've just one in there cuz I have a very like Keith Carlock, Stanton Moore kind of approach to uh to tuning bass drums. I don't like mine being stuffed with pillows or blankets or to me it's just kind of scary. Um I also don't get to pull out of gigs with a mic kick drum. So that's kind of part of my secret sauce so I tune everything I remember doing that gig with Colin with that DW, and all I had was that one, like, pillow that came with it. Oh, the DW kit. Yeah, and this. It is,
0: sounded good in the video.
1: Yeah, um, this is just me. I took it out that one gig. All um, I had was a little small pillow the guy had in it. Had a bunch of problems with like the bass mic, like feeding back, and so that's like that was like my little like intro to okay, what would Stephen do? I need more. <laughs> More muffling, more dampening. I need a blanket. I need half of rooms to go. Pillow inventory inside of this thing for it to work. Um, I just feel dirty doing it because I use clear batter head. So I see all this stuff in there. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. This isn't a drum. This is a. It's a. It's It's an insulated wall at this point that I'm smacking against. Well, like I said, the, when I saw it in the video, it sounded good.
0: But the kit that we're actually talking about, what are the sizes? Remind me.
1: Uh, 8 by 12. 10 by 16 and 12 by 22.
0: And when you brought it to the juke, it was just the kick, the 12 and the 16, right? Yeah. Um, I previously owned a Pearl. That was the same size. As, uh, I think it was 10, 12, 16 with a 22. And I had gotten away from it because like Jarrett said early on in the episode, I love and have become a big fan of tiny drums, really more so kick drums. Yeah. I got Jarrett's Pearl Midtown, which you can check the Pearl Midtown review that I did. It's about two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, got that off of Jared, maybe mainly because I wanted to get a rig that was one load in one load out. I've got my little rock and roller cart. I wanted everything to fit on the one trip in and he had the Midtown and he wasn't really using it because he has how many drum sets now?
1: I think I, I I think it's 12. I think I, I have 12
0: drum sets. Um yeah. so I got him to trade for it and I love that 16 inch kick and as I say in the review video once you and I actually against my own typical tuning method there is only a piece of you know a, a cutoff cut off piece of blanket in there just enough that I can set the microphone on so it's not on the shell. Um once you get that drum mic'd up and I have taken it to two large, you know, medium-large venues, you cannot tell the difference between that 16-inch and a 20 or a 22 once it's EQ'd through the house. And because we had the little mishap on New Year's Eve where somebody ripped the bass drum head, the logo, the typical, the standard Pearl logo head.
1: Amber. Yeah.
0: Um, I had to replace it, and I got the... Uh, Evans EQ
1: three or the EQ four that you have something yeah
0: either way it's the it's the it's the it's white it's a white head with just the little collar on the backside um, and I noticed this past Sunday when you were playing and I always set my EQ the same at the juke joint every Sunday literally and disagree or agree with me literally once you stood step, step back from the stage that little sixteen sounded like a twenty two. Oh, it's massive. Like, you cannot tell the difference. So, no. for all those out there that doubt the power of an 18 or a 16-inch kick drum, tuned right with the right heads, you can make those sound pretty massive.
1: Yeah, it's almost dummy-proof if you use... I mean, I'm a Remo guy, but if you use any of the E-MAD stuff, it doesn't matter what it is, it it's foolproof. It's yeah. like, how do you get a modern bass drum sound? E-MAD, big ring, a little something in the middle of it, boom, you're done. And it is... Club City, I got it because I got to borrow that when I sat in for you when you went to Disney. Um, yes, I used that at Boomtown, and I was a little skeptical because I only played that at Felix's doing the little open jam outside. So that was perfect for a little open air, you know, playing for like ten, fifteen people. But I'm in Boomtown, like I'm a little scared, you know. It's fine, you know. Doom, doom. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, yeah, is- this is. She's got some chunk in her funk. What is
0: your smallest bass drum now that you got rid of that? Is it the one we showed the picture of?
1: Yeah, that is my official smallest bass drum. Um, I also made one out of a first act bass drum that I did a bunch of stuff to. Put some vintage spurs in. Um, I'm going to gut that thing for parts. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't match anything else. And it was like to see if I could do it. Um, And I put the Aquarian, because they make, I don't know if anyone knows about this, but they now make the Super Kicks with with the uh, with tom hoops instead of bass hoops. So you can put oh, nice. A, so you can put them without having to put, you know, wood hoops or have mm-hmm. anything else. All you gotta do is just use your regular die cast or triple flange, whatever hoop you like to use, you know, your regular standard centered tom hoops. And it sounds really good. I have that on the batter side and then the modern vintage just have a little little dampening up front because, like I said, I don't have to put anything in my bass drums. Um and it sounds really big. Um well to get back to the last photo of yours that
0: we were talking about, so it's a 22, 12, 16, or at least what you brought to the juke joint. Yeah. And he cut the toms down short so that's the 12 by...
1: That one didn't get cut down because of the whole oh, spacing. Okay. So That's a regular, that's a standard 12 by 8 or 8 and by 12. And then the 16
0: is 16 by... 10. So you can see that in the picture. It's a short little pancake 16.
1: And then the 22 was... It was originally 18 inches, which is way too much for me. Um, I believe the magic number is 14 for anything. And is that what he cut it down to? To, to a 12. Cause 12. Because I, I wanted it to be like, I wanted to have the midtown, but I wanted it to look like a regular big boy kit. Like, it's like, you know, I want to have the portability, but I want to have the illusion of, oh, it's a big kit, but it's really smaller sizes. I can put the kick drum with the rack tom in one bag, and then I just have, trying to condense it down, but have the illusion of having... Well, that
0: is why I got rid of the gray pearl that I took to Guitar Center. It was the typical 10, 12, 16, all deep sizes, an 18-inch by 22-inch kick. Mm -hmm. And I noticed when you brought this kit to the juke joint, it smacked so hard. Oh, yeah. And I even, I'll admit, I don't always like the way you tune bass drums. Yeah. That bass drum. By itself, before I even miked it up, and especially after I miked it up, it smacked so hard. It sounded so good. And that floor tom being cut down, it, it, it really sounded so good. And obviously, I don't think it's that big of a deal because the 12 is just by 8. Yeah. Um, but the kit, you know, and granted, we all know, I've done videos on this. We all know that the midline Gretsch stuff sounds... Pretty dang good for the price. Oh, God, yes. This little kit right here sounds so good. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have a Gretsch Catalina Birch. Maple. Cata- no. Oh. Gretsch Catalina Birch or Catalina Maple.
1: Take it to somebody. Cut it down. Cut it, it down. You will not regret it. It, it. You won't. Like it's It was... After I had it all set up, I was like, Stephen's either going to love this or he's going to hate it. And I was like, that's one or the other. He's going to be like, wow, JT, you're an idiot for cutting these down. Or he was going to praise me like he is right now, which makes me feel a little. <laughs> and I feel, uh, well, you need to bring it about
0: about back. It. You need to bring it back out because that was a that was a super fun kit to play. So um, is that all you have for your.
1: Yeah, currently, it's all I kind of got. Going well, on I mean, right that
0: now. is a uh, that's a lot, you know. Going on at least right now, yeah. Um, myself, I can't really talk about too much because <laughs> these are the things that go on the channel. Um, but one of the last videos I did, um, I got myself a 1930s somewhere in there, I don't know the exact year, but going by the badge, it's a 1930s Ludwig Junior Model Orchestra Snare now the key to this snare is it is single tension. Um, and if you don't know, I know, I know most of you probably will know, but anybody that is watching that doesn't know single tension is the one where you see it's got the rod going from hoop to hoop. There is no, well, there sometimes can be a lug in the center, but there typically is no lug. And when you tighten that rod down, it tightens the top and the bottom head equally. Um, so and a lot of people aren't into that, and I can understand why. Because you know, ninety percent of the snares I own, and I don't know if your tuning is the same way. My bottom head, my my snare side head, is significantly tighter than the top head, no matter the tuning. Um, but I had a fifteen by four. That stone.
1: Oh my! I think I can't right?
0: even. I can't remember what it was now because we tried to figure out what it was. I think it's a. JG Reynolds, or it's a stone. It's like a 1910, 15 inch snare drum, wood hoops, big wood hoops, like a bass drum. Oh yeah. Single tension. It was a single ply steam bent maple drum, and it was amazing. Now, granted, um, when the pandemic started and I got scared about money, um, one of the subscribers of this channel actually emailed me and just told me how much he fell in love with this snare drum. And I love hunting on eBay, so it's not a big deal for me to really get rid of something like that because I'm going to be looking all the time on eBay for another snare drum. He said he just had to have it. He was from Switzerland. And granted, that made it a little more difficult to get to him. Um, And it actually was because I literally mailed that drum to him a week like the the pandemic had kind of started creeping up in the news, but I mailed him that drum about a week before everything got locked down. Um, he didn't receive that drum for, I think almost three months. That drum sat in a Miami, uh, customs clearing warehouse because USPS just couldn't get anything anywhere. Um, but that drum that this very lucky gentleman, I forget his name, From Switzerland. And if you're watching or if you see this later on, I really hope you're enjoying that snare drum. I sure do miss it. That kind of sparked my love of single-tension snare drums. That was my first single-tension snare drum. And probably normally, I would say, like most drummers, like, ugh, why would you want some old, rickety 1910 snare? But that snare drum, I've got two recordings in videos using that drum, and it sounded
1: so good. Oh, yeah, because that was the... um, You got... That was like the closest you've gotten to that Levon Helm's kind of always chasing the whack, yeah, forever
0: chasing the Levon Helm thing. But yeah, and it sounded good. I played it early on with the snare chords mm-hmm. on it, and then later on, put the Dun-It, uh beer tap throw off on there, and put real snares on it, and it still sounded good after that. But the point being is, ever since then, I now hunt eBay. Um, For really good condition or solid ply, single ply snare drums that have single tension. So the video that I posted maybe two videos ago was the Ludwig Jr. model orchestra snare drum. That, if I've got my stuff lined up right, should show up. There we go. So there she is. This is a three and a half inch by 13 inch snare drum. Single tension only. It came with the snare cords on it. I think in this picture, I had already changed it out for regular snare wires. But in that video, and if you haven't seen it, you can go back, you know, three or four videos on my channel, and I do an A-B comparison where I played one track with the snare cords, and then I came back, played the exact same track, and showed you with the snare wires and kind of asked everybody to comment whether they liked the cords or the wires. I was partial to the cord. Um, hindsight being 2020 yeah. Uh, after I put the wires on there I really wished I had left the cords it was a very nice sound but that's why we're talking about this today because I remarked to Jared it sounded good the night I brought it out the first mm-hmm. night to the juke joint for the open jam um, now when I brought it the next week to a gig Um, It was on a Friday night I set it on the stand and I hit it a couple times and it just did not sound good I ended up bringing out the Ludwig transition badge and then the next set started and I was like Let me switch it out again. Maybe my ears have kind of adjusted now to the room It didn't it just didn't sound good. So I told Jarrett this past Sunday I'm bringing two snare drums out this little drum being one of them and I was switching out parts on another drum, and for some reason, the snares that you gave me to put on the drum you guys are seeing right now on the screen, what was the brand?
1: That's the 13 one, right? Yeah. So those were just the standard Dixon ones. Um, Is that what, I thought it was, so. No, I thought it was some kind of fat fat. Well, those are 14s that was on that Jazz Fest. Unless you unless you took a 14 and tried to put it on a 13. No, no, no. Oh. Then,
0: then I thought they were fat cats. So those are Dixon.
1: Yeah, those okay. are your standard. So
0: those were Dixon's standard snares on there. And for whatever reason, I was switching out another drums parts. And I just thought, since I have both of these apart, I took the... What are the? Was it the... Oh, it's the ones that came off the Pearl.
1: Yeah, that's the because yeah, The Midtown snares. That's a 13, yeah. Which are... Ten strand, ten
0: strand, and these were twelve or fourteen yeah. or maybe whatever. Um, I was like, "Well, I'll switch them out." Instant, I mean, a hundred percent better. I brought it out to the juke joint, and he remarked the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, it does sound better." So that's what I've been doing is, and I have to do this with apparently with single tension drums a lot. I have to take them apart and put them back together a hundred times before i get it right and now the one you're seeing it smacks so hard even though it's a 14 with a mahogany shell mahogany is not known for being the sharpest or the most you know uh, the robust yeah or the wood with the most attack but now it has made a beautiful compliment and i love drums that are either approaching or are 100 years old just for the fact that you know that that drum that you saw has a story it's from nineteen thirty something. That's pre World War Two. So something, yeah, <laughs> something slightly interesting at least.
1: Yeah, either it's in a school, maybe some guys playing, you know, something. I, it's probably sitting in the back corner with one of those big claps and it's bass right, drums. It's right over some. It's over there. Yeah, just sitting,
0: and it's going to be, it's going to be played a lot. I am going to actually, I'm playing this Friday. Lucky enough, I have a gig. I can't believe it. I'm playing this Friday at a place, you know, not too far down the road and I'm bringing that and it's the same place from the first time I'm bringing that snare drum out again and it will probably sound a hundred times better and will actually get used and not get switched out for some other snare. Yeah. You know, so hopefully fingers crossed. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be hopefully what happens this weekend. So that is our projects for the week. Yeah. Um, As far as drum news, news in the world of drums, do you have anything, uh, Um, you
1: know? So recent stuff is the new Zildjian uh, collecting, collector's symbol thing they're doing. So that's, uh, if anyone doesn't know, um, they're pulling out, I want to say it's 200 pieces from the vault. So these have been in there for years, um, from the 50s and 60s, I believe is the time frame that they're pulling these A's out and it comes in a custom case with armon signature sticks gloves for handling a certificate of authentic uh, <laughs> say it i can't i can't say it i can't uh, authenticity there we go authenticity um a catalog i forgot what's in the catalog um i believe that's it and and wait tell them the price Jared. 2000 map two
0: thousand dollars for five no three no. no one symbol so if you have money to throw out there or money to burn yeah please i mean granted like you said it's a vault piece
1: yeah like that's that hasn't been touched like they put in the vault and it stayed there um for it was from the 50s so we're Sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, two thousand. 2000. So that's 70 years it's just been cooking, right? Um, so it's just sitting there. And it's cool. I mean, if I had 2000, because I love Zildjian symbols. I love the history behind everything. Um, I know you're a Sabin guy or was. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, so. But I think it's really. I don't nice.
0: know if y'all know. <laughs> I've been bugging Jared about this lately. But I'm kind of an Istanbul guy now. I mean. No big deal. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> we will get to that. Yeah. We will get to that. But um, <laughs> no, so that, yeah, I, I have to admit, it is an interesting prospect. It kind of right. reminds me of years ago when Sabian did the, uh, the ones they buried.
1: Oh, yeah, I was about to ask, is that the ones? Because that was. But I mean, granted, they
0: weren't $2,000. Yeah. But that was still, that was kind of the same thing. Um, but still, I don't know. T- my hands are sweating thinking about two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so much. That's a lot of money.
1: But I've seen that their their current trend though that zildjian has been doing is um is back to the classics. So like last year they had the uh, they redid the Take Five ride, the yes. one that Joe Morello did. Yep. Um, they also did one I believe it was for Elvin Jones. I think they did another. I think you're right. I think it's Elvin Jones. They re they reissued his ride cymbal. Um, and I'm blanking. I want to say they did one more that was kind of like a like a, a reissue of a classic. I know that uh, John Riley, if you guys aren't familiar with Memphis Drum Shop, doing any of their stuff, or who John Riley is, he's a phenomenal jazz uh, drum set player. Fantastic. He has the book Art of Bop Drumming, which anyone who wants to build up independence, whether you play jazz or not, should definitely check it out. He did a cool comparison video um, with Paul Francis comparing his old Ks to new ones and old days to the new ones and everything. I had old Ks at one point.
0: You did. I was dumb enough. Foolishly. Stupid. I had a crash and hi-hats. Real Ks. Like, before the 50s. Old, real Ks. The brutal ones.
1: And I let them go. I can't
0: believe. I wish. But that kind of brings me... To the Istanbul's, but anyway,
1: no. Yeah. So what? What you were saying? Yeah. Um. So they've kind of had that like trend going on, bringing back the old stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Um.
0: Which I mean, to be honest with you, like he was saying before, and it was a joke, but he is right. I was a Sabian. I should say was. I am a Sabian. Yeah. Player. I love Sabian symbols. I've always not that there's anything wrong with any of the brands. I really believe that there's not a bad brand out. They're all there. good. But I was a Sabian player for the longest time. But even I have to admit, past few years sabian hasn't really done anything new no they haven't brought anything old back they haven't pushed the they were pushing for a quite a while there but now it just kind of seems
1: stagnant yeah the only like old thing they've brought back is that they uh brought the uh the chick career ride um uh it's a flat ride, 18 inch and chick korea had one that he gave all of his drummers to play um I don't know if you guys are familiar with anything like that at all, but back in the day, certain band leaders would have cymbals that they would want their drummer, whoever it was, to play on. Um, and Chick Corea had a, I want to say it's an 18-inch flat ride. And I might have been a peisty. I'm not familiar with the whole story. But they reissued that, and it's called the Royal Ride. It's an 18-inch flat. Ooh. Yeah. Well... That's it. That's all. That's the only thing that but they've done. Zildjian has been putting in work.
0: Yeah, and we remark about this all the time. Guys are jumping ship left and right from many brands. Yeah, to go to Zildjian. Mark Juliana. Yeah, super surprised by that. Like, super I surprised. Was
1: not expecting uh, that.
0: Stanton Moore recently. Yeah. Um, I want to say there was a n- one other like, as far as drummers are concerned, one really other big name that jumped ship. And it might have been another saving guy. But people have been moving to Zildjian like, left and right, which makes me really feel pretty stupid about... I've told you the story about meeting... Uh, is it Kathy Zildjian? No, Kathy's the young one. Uh, m- meeting the Zildjian lady in uh, Key West?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: So let me tell you guys a little story and make myself look like an idiot. <laughs> Once a year except for 2020 because it was a horrible year, I play with my band, 3HD, cover band, in Key West. I count myself very lucky to do this. It is the most fun trip. You get paid to go to Key West for a week, right? No, I think it's eight days or nine days. Once you, I think that's what it is. Once you count the, the day back and forth to get there, it's 10 days. So it's like eight days there. You get paid to go to Key West to play. And all you are responsible for all of those days that you are there is from 930 to 1:30 at night. That's only time you have to show up, be professional and do what you're there to do. The rest of the time is yours. We go to the beach. We eat all this great food. I live like a king because before going to Disney last year, um, I never got to take a vacation. I think it was 10 years before I got to take a vacation. So, that was my vacation every year. Well, last year, which would have been uh, February. So, literally about maybe even, I can't, several months before the pandemic. Yeah. We're there. And it is the final night. So, that would be a, mm, no, it wasn't the final night. It was the night before the final night. So, that would have been the Monday night. We played the first set. And on those nights, on the non-weekend nights, you just do an hour-and-a-half set, 30-minute break, hour-and-a-half set. We did our first hour-and-a-half set, and it's normal. I go outside of the club because it's loud, and I just want some fresh air and want to get away. I go outside to stand around, and this lady comes up to me, and she says, I really enjoyed your playing. I said, well, you know, like most people, that happens, you know, when you're you're in Key West and you're at the biggest bar in Key West – that hundreds of people come through, if not maybe a thousand people in the course of the whole night. I'm used to somebody saying, Oh, you know, it was good set, guys. You know, it sounded good. So, yeah. of course, I'm like, Thank you. And she said, And granted, this lady is probably late 60s. Yeah. So she says, That 18 inch ozone, or she, maybe she might even like been specific and said, That 18 inch HHX ozone sounded so good and i kind of like why would you not to judge too hard but why would you know what a sabian 18 inch hhx ozone evolution is looks like from far away much less to judge the sound and she uh she said and she, she said you know sounds really good be better if you were playing you know some 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 Zildjans and and she said you know why do you why do you like Sabian so much and just being kind of like joking I really wasn't trying to be a jerk I said you know oh because Sabians are better and she actually kind of like was taken (laughs) aback and of course I kind of like played it off like because I really was just kind of like joking and she said you know well you ought to try out some Zildjans and I said well you know I'm playing the best brand obviously I'm talking about my opinion yeah um and then she laid it on me and she said, you know, well, my family. And this was, I want to say, it's not Kathy, because Kathy is the youngest one, like the granddaughter of Armin, who's like their public relations or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's Debbie. Can you Google it? Like, your phone's yeah. right there. I think it's Debbie Zildjian. She is the one that is in charge of their. I think public relations, Um, but anyway, I think it was Debbie, so I'm literally standing there talking to a Zildjian family member who still works at the company, dogging her brand, albeit jokingly, but dogging her brand and talking about how great Sabian was. Had I had the foresight, or, you know, at least was smart enough not to be joking around all the time, was it
1: I'm, it's, oh. uh, it's, it's loading if
0: i was not if I was smart enough to oh here it is here's comment it's either debbie or Craigie. i don't think it's Craigie. i think you're right i think it's debbie had i had the foresight to not do this to this lady she might have been nice enough and helped me out but here i am dog and zildjian to a zildjian yeah to her face and she was very gracious you know i i, I once i realized who she was i was like you know, obviously, wow, so nice to meet you. You know, loving Sabian, but Zildjian is still Zildjian. They are the original. You cannot discount that brand, no. no matter who you like. So, just a weird, unfortunate turn of events for me. And as well as Zildjian is doing, had Derek said this when I got back, he's like, you know, if you'd have been a little nicer to her, you might have gotten a free symbol out of the
1: deal. Yeah, you might have <laughs> even gotten a, a slight. <laughs> Like slight endorsement or like, I
0: don't think I'm good enough for endorsement, but she might have given me like a discount code. Yeah. Or just maybe her email where I could have emailed her and she might have been like, okay, well, you know, I'll send you a, you know, because I, I think what Derek said was, is like, oh, well, you know, you should have said, I just can't afford the really nice diligence.
1: And that's where she might have been.
0: Oh, well, you know, let me.
1: And here's a little sample pack. Oh, you know, oh here's, the new, here's the new key uh, this. This effect. Yeah. This is
0: one of our new... I don't know if you know what it's called. It's called a K-Constantinople. Here, try this out and tell me what you think. But no, I had to be Super Sabian fanboy down in Key West, puff my chest out, and I'm an idiot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my I'm stupid Zildjian story. Um, but they have been killing it lately. Um, now that I'm noticing it, I want to catch up on these comments um daco momo uh talking in regards to the snare yes i will get my phone out put my little sheer mic on it and see if i can't get a video of me playing that ludwig this weekend but if you haven't seen the video just go back to the channel maybe three videos ago, two videos ago, it's the Ludwig Jr. Orchestra snare drum. You can check that out. Because
1: you do light EQ and compression, right, on any of your demos, right? Unless only if you are, when
0: you watch my videos, if it's me playing to music,
1: yes, there's EQ, there's
0: compression, there's room reverb. When I am sitting down just doing single strokes and then I'll do a rim shot, I'll do a double stroke roll, I'll turn the snares off, that is when it's flat. Because that is when I want you to literally... Because people will say, well, why don't you like do chops and stuff? It's like, that's not the point. When I'm at that point of the video, when I'm just going, hit, 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 roll, cross stick. I want you to just hear the bare sound of the snare drum. So yeah, at that point, I don't... No
1: EQ, no compression, no... That's just... Yeah, the the drum. It, this is in regards in case he goes back and watches it, you know, just yeah uh, for reference. And even,
0: even if you watch the performance parts, I don't throw I don't EQ to change the sound a ton. If anything, I really throw a tiny bit of reverb on there sometimes. If the song sounds big and airy, I will make the drum sound, you know, to match. So but go back and check that video out. It'll give you an idea if you haven't already seen it. Um, Spencer is tuning in. From Seattle, he said, "What's up, guys?" What's up, Seattle? That's thank you for tuning the, in. We are glad you're city. here. We've got twelve of you on with us right now, so we appreciate all of you yeah. joining in. And um, you know, the other GW five seven three said it's either Debbie or Craigie, which I believe you're right. It's Debbie because I want to say she mentioned when I saying you know when I was saying to her other names, she was like, you know, do you know Craigie? Do you know Kathy? And so, I think you're right. I think it is Debbie Zildjian that I insulted. Yeah, she's the on the streets uh, the, uh, of Key uh,
1: West. She's the senior vice president.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. So, beware of who you meet on the street when they call out the model of your symbol because it may just be one of the Zildjians that control Sabian, one of the Zildjians that control Zildjian. It might be Mr. Minel. Is that a thing? I don't know. Who, who does that? <laughs> he sa- Derek said, you could have pitched your drum channel. Again, yes. Um, although I was joking and just being sarcastic, I probably should have just shut up. Um, so, um, Momo said, okay, I'll get the video too. And uh, so at least we're caught up on. And guys, like I said, I'm going to try to check this as much as I can. Um, again, I'm trying to keep track of so much here yeah. considering Jared has to do nothing except sit there and talk. Yeah. Jarrett has to do nothing.
1: Yeah, keep that in mind <laughs> as, I, as I do most, most days. Uh, um, I'm going to try to keep my eye on the chat. So if you have a question
0: or if you want to, uh, yeah, you, just you kick it around I'll now. tell you what, yeah, I'll kick it around. you do something. You yeah. be the chat manager. There you go, Derek. Now Jarrett has something to do. And keep in mind, everybody watching, he does not like to be called Jarrett. He likes to be called J.T. The one and only. Keep that in mind. He likes to be called, here comes, J.T.
1: And I, just to be that person, call him Jarrett. And that's fine. And I allow that. <laughs> Very select few people are allowed to. I just like, I dislike. I don't know. I got, So many people call me Steve.
0: And granted, it doesn't matter. It's not the biggest of deals. Mm -hmm. But anybody who knows me, even though you like to be called Jarrett or JT and I call you Jarrett, Derek very well knows that I like Steven and he calls me Steve. Yeah. I know probably when we were talking before the stream started, I was telling him something else that we had going on. And I imagine after I told him that, he probably looked at Heather and went, Oh, Steve, something, something, something. I could hear him saying it. So even though you do it to me, Jarrett or Derek, I don't feel bad because I do it to Jarrett. But all of you viewers, and if you ever meet him out there,
1: it's JT. Do not call him Jarrett. That's that's for me. That's fine. I, I have to wear my Jarrett name tag at work, so <laughs> I'm just kinda like used to it. But I get Jared or Garrett all the time, and that's like the only thing It's like there's a J right there. Well it's at least you don't get the the
0: blatant like, "Oh, what's your name?" "Steven." "Steve?" "No." no. "Steven." "Steve?" "No." "Steven." Steven. <laughs> "Steve." "No, it's Steven, but if you want to go with Steve, I'm going to end this and we can do that." Yeah. So, <laughs> that happens that happens a lot here in South Mississippi. Anyway, any other dr- I don't really have any drumming news except that we're what we're going to be talking about in the main subject or the main um part of the conversation any other drum news that you want to bring up to let all these wonderful people know about
1: only thing else i know is that um ludwig did a little clip video they're dropping uh brass and copper to the acrylite series so um i think that's gonna be pretty neat um it's still gonna probably be yeah Got copper. i'm interested yeah copper and brass is gonna be added to the acrylite series um that uh, a sound sample I thought was pretty neat. Um, I want to say it's only coming in for six and a half inch depths, I think, currently. Where'd you see this? Uh, it was on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, just Ludwig Drums HQ is there. I have been, I mean, and I'm not saying it
0: for any other reason that literally that is what I have been doing. I've been working on getting what you guys see right now. We are in the drum room. So if you've ever seen a bearded drums video, that's where we are. The kit is right there. The couch is right there. Yep. We are up against the back wall. Getting all this set up has taken me the better part of a week. Yeah. Getting the physical stuff set up and then the the last day when we did the uh,
1: test the, runs. The, yeah.
0: The champagne is yeah. getting to my chest getting all this so i haven't had a chance to look at youtube and i haven't had a chance to really kind of keep up on instagram so jared i'm kind of relying on at least this week to help me out with the uh, the news but that acrylite change is that's pretty interesting and if yeah. you don't i mean i say things not to pretend like you don't know but in case you don't know acrolites are made out of typically aluminum yeah old acrolites uh, olive
1: badge keystone They're all made out of aluminum, right? All of them are made out of aluminum. Technically, it's aluminum, but if you want to get specific, it's the particular composition okay. that is the Ludaloy. Um, yes, yeah. but, uh, but aluminum, it, yeah. let's
0: be honest. That's what that is. Yeah. That is aluminum. Um, so the fact that they're going to be adding copper and brass, that's really interesting. I would be more interested in a 5.5 or 5 model than uh, 6.5, even though I have to admit out of all the Ludwig I've been getting together lately, I don't have a six and a half. Yeah. I only have, I have three, six and a half, but they're all pearls. One being the one I got from you. So I would actually, maybe I should shut up and, and be interested in the fact that they have a new model out and I, the, the copper would be very interesting.
1: So yeah. Cause, um cause Grego, who is a Gretsch endorser. I, I love Gretsch by the way. Um, he is do snare drum. His signature model, I think, is also copper. So I'll have to look more into that. Copper drums just sound cool. If you guys aren't familiar with anything like that, copper-wise, Carter mclean has got a really cool video of a copper phonic um, on his channel. They sound really neat. Um, I'm a big fan of copper. It's way different than brass and steel and aluminum. She's um, got a different vibe. Like a slight crunch, but not a lot. Not a lot. I think it's like a, just a cooler version of brass, in my opinion. Um, well, I... Before I really got back into the Ludwig Vintage stuff, being a Super Pearl fan, which
0: I mean I might have kind of moved from Istanbul away from Zild uh, Sabian, mm-hmm. I for the Vintage stuff it's going to be Ludwig, but for the new stuff for me it's always going to be Pearl, and I love the free floaters. I have th- what I would consider the perfect snare drum, which is a six and a half by fourteen brass Pearl free floater, the throw off locks, so you cannot knock the snare wires out of tune. Um, it's free floating. So even though I don't tune that high, you can bring the tension up pretty high. Uh, it is the perfect snare sound for like any situation for me. And one of the drums that I wish I had picked up and you can kind of see them sometimes on eBay, even though they go for a little more because they're rare are the copper free floaters. Yeah. Um, I've seen a six and a half and I have seen a five and a half. And at the time I just didn't have any extra money, but if I ever do see a Pearl Copper free floater, um I'm definitely gonna be picking that up. So copper, like Jared said, if you haven't ever really tried copper out, it's an interesting yeah uh, sounding uh metal. Yeah, for it's got a nice drums. little like twang to it. Yeah.
1: Um I know that Pearl last year recently like streamlined um their whole free floating series. Mm-hmm. So like every size has that material only comes in for that size. Like you can't get whatever, you know, like I think the mahogany shell only comes in six and a half. Like that's it. Um, and, uh, the, the aluminum one only comes in the eight depth. Yeah.
0: Um, which I had that, that I think I've had just about every type of, except for copper, every type of free floater I've had the eight inch aluminum. I have the brass six and a half. I've had the maple, Five and a half, which a guy got on eBay and then wrote me back later telling me how much he loved it. Um, I've had a small brass. I've had a mahogany. I've not had a uh, crystal uh, crystal beat or whatever. The acrylic. You, acrylic. Um, haven't had that just because I've never really been a big fan of acrylic snare drums. Metal or wood, that's kind of the deal um, with snare drums for me. Um, the copper being the only one. Um, so if you're out there and you've been looking to change up your snare sound, or you just want something different, look at Copper. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting way to go. Um, so, any other snare drum news, or should we move on to tonight's main discussion?
1: Um, The only thing that I thought was interesting was that Sonar video I told you about. If you want to... Talk? Oh, yeah. wait, this is yeah. a drum podcast. Please, talk away. So, um, Sonar did a video recently i think in the last couple of weeks maybe a month i'm terrible with time um because my schedule changes i kind of lose track of it um one if you're in like you know photography and everything really cool video how they did it um but sonar is releasing a couple of new sizes um in their sq lines for their snare drums they got two new finishes for the sonar vintage which is their beach kits um they have a really cool offering for the entry level it's uh called AQX, I believe is what it's called. And you get the whole kit um, and two different size configurations too. Um, And the, so you have like your fusion sizes, your uh, 10, 12, 14, 20 with a 14 snare drum and then a I want to say it's a 10, 12, 16, 22, all with hardware, all with cymbals and a throne all included. Um, I don't know the prices for that yet because it was just teased. But I think that's really cool if you want to get into, like, sonar and you're, like, starting out. Like, that's a cool way to get into it. That's everything included. Like, there's no having to mismatch anything.
0: Yeah, and a lot of their upper line stuff can get quite expensive. Oh, God, yes. Um,
1: I want a pancake snare. um, And it seems like
0: if you want a vintage – because the only pancake snare out there is that A&F. And it's really expensive, and nobody ever has it in stock. You always have to get it made by A&F. But I want a pancake snare. um, You know, again, if you don't know what that is, that's anything what – Shallower than two Three, inches. Yeah, I'd say two inches. Anywhere from an inch to two inches being the depth. Um, and every time I see a cool vintage uh, pancake snare, it's a sonar. And granted, the price is always like astronomically high because yeah. any kind of vintage sonar snare that's in working condition typically is way too expensive. Oh yeah. Um, but I want a pancake snare, and I think to get it, I'm gonna have to get look. You know, wait around for yeah a vintage sonar i've only ever seen one ludwig and it was like uh 14 by two and a half gold sparkle Ooh. on ebay the, i think i sent it to you the guy only had the shell it had no hardware but the guy like there were like 30 people watching it the bidding ended up going into the 400 range for the shell Jeez. and the shell wasn't even perfect perfect condition you probably once you got it would have had to have the bearing edges reworked but um it was i mean it went really high to be just a bare
1: shell um so if i want one i guess that's what i'm gonna have to keep an eye out on. i know those those vintage beach shells are are looked are hard looked after i mean the cover did um let's check a chat real quick so we got uh because i wrote one down someone mentioned um so Spencer said Stentmore has a new crash, the Lunar Crash. I did not know about that. Um, I'll have to look into that. I'm assuming that's probably going to be close to his, uh, like, pang thing. Well, um, I know, like, and I think you said it when he just switched,
0: they were just giving him, like, Ks.
1: Prototypes, yeah, they're all corrupt prototypes that he was playing. Yeah,
0: So and, and he said it at the time that they were, it was going to take them a while because you know they're going to make— their version of his trash crash.
1: Yep, the pang thing.
0: Uh, they're gonna make the pang thing, and then whatever hats and ride he goes with. Yeah. So I'm assuming the lunar lunar ride lunar crash. I said what lunar it? crash is what um, Spencer said. I'm assuming that is a completely new model, or maybe that's just what they're renaming, either the trash crash or the pang thing. Yeah. Um, which I have a set of boss b- before. He switched around a billion times. Yeah. Because uh, it was, what, Bosphorus, Sabian, and then Zildjian, right? Or Crescent Don't forget was. forget Crescent, yeah. Well, Crescent is Sabian. Yeah. Um, well, I guess Crescent. No, so it was Bosphorus, and then Bosphorus came out with the Crescent line. Mm-hmm. And then through some weird legal or selling event, yes. Crescent became... Sabian, yep. and then he just jumped ship and went to. So I yeah. have a set of the original Bosphorus Stanton Moore signatures. I have the Trash Crash, I have the Fat Hats, and I have the Wide Ride, and the Wide Ride is 22, the hats yeah. are 14, and the Trash Crash is 20. I have never cleaned no those symbols in the I don't know, 15 12 years I've owned them, yeah, and they are my answer to any bragging he does about K Constantinople's or anything. I love like, those. I like, have a set. They are those are my they. Even though I bring the Istanbul's, I have just collected together out to the gigs now. Right behind each one of those Istanbul's sits one of those Bosphorus. I'm so proud of that set. It's taken me more than a decade to dirty them up with my hands to get them to sound what I would consider is as close to a K that's not made by Zildjian. And I guess I would normally be worried that I would be stupid enough like the old Ks yeah. I had to sell them. But I can't do that because I spray painted my initials on the bottom of each one of the symbols yep. to make sure there is no way I could sell them <laughs> because who's going to buy even a Stanton Moore set with SMN stenciled in like like what's the not regular spray paint, but the, uh, the stuff that doesn't come off, um, not acrylic, but like whatever that is, that's yeah. what I use. So it's like short of grinding it off. You're not going to do that. So that's my beloved set that I will always have. But I kind of like what Spencer was saying. I am interested to see when Zildjian actually pumps out his signature models. if yeah. that's what they're going to call them. What it is. Cause you know, he and I joke all the time. I was an Evans person for the longest time, and he's been luring me to the Remo dark side. It would be twice as funny if he could lure me from Sabian to Istanbul, all praise Carter McLean, and then lure me to Zildjian as the final. <laughs> he's going to have me playing Remo, Zildjian, and Ludwig yeah. by the end.
1: Yeah. All
0: praise Carter McLean. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, and we're going to say it a lot in this podcast, if you don't know who Carter McLean is, go on YouTube, Carter M C L E A N. Yep, search him, follow him. He is, in my opinion, and please, if you know who he is, weigh in on the chat for this one. In my opinion, he is the, as far as feel, timing, and creativity, the best player that is currently operating in the modern drum space. Not the biggest, not the most popular. No. Like he only has like 60,000 subscribers on YouTube mm-hmm. considering the fact that he plays for the Lion King. Yeah, the Broadway. The, yeah, Broadway the Broadway Lion King. He plays with... Um, Charlie Hunter. Charlie Hunter. He plays with m- many other people as far as recording. Yeah. And he has an online, you know, drum school. Yep. He. I don't think he catches as much acclaim as he Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know, Carter, M-C-L-E-A-N, on YouTube, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow him. Check him out. You will definitely be pleased with what he puts out. So anything else in the chat since we've been um, running our mouths?
1: Let's see. Um, so we got Juan from North Carolina. What's up, Juan? Um, let's see. I love Zildjian, Sabian, and Pisces symbols. I, I, I've owned a couple of Sabians. Um, I've gotten rid of them. Pisces to me has always been weird. I know they cast them differently. Uh, Cause I want to say it's like a mole is how they it's how Pisces makes her symbols has that weird kind of glass shimmer. I've never been a fan of that. As we said
0: before, there's
1: nothing's bad. There's nothing yeah. bad in 2021. You're not. You're not
0: with the way online reviews work. Yeah, and the way the internet works, you can't put out a bad product. Anymore. No, it's just not possible. But I will agree. You know, for me, at least, I guess if you were to line it up right now. Istanbul would be at the top. Sabian would be second, but that's like inching close to Zildjian. Yeah. And I've just never gotten to play Meinl. I know Meinl is the menal Meinl, whatever you say. Meinl. Yeah. Is the most popular and hip thing to play right now. But I've never really gotten to play Meinl's. And the one set I think I told you about when I was in Lake Charles and they had those, what are they called? The thin, dry...
1: Yeah, it's part of because the Byzance line, the Anika is, Niles yeah, symbols. Yeah,
0: Um, I wasn't that impressed. Granted, I guess maybe for that dry kind of washed out sound, maybe they are great. But um, I wasn't that impressed. But if that was the top three, I would put Pasty down at the bottom, kind of like you. They are well made symbols, but they do have a weird.
1: It's like, that it's, like, it's what they're known for. It's that glass, glassy kind of yeah, like. It's just a weird high, in my opinion. That's in all of their symbols, and it's great. I mean, one of my favorite set players is Steve Jordan, and he plays Paiste. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean,
0: yeah, you're right, and I, and yeah. and, the, and granted, the stuff I've seen him play, yeah, granted, he's getting to pick them out, yeah, um, those like sixteen-inch hats or whatever, they sound good, but I've never really. Granted, we here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and probably most of you watching, don't get the pick of the litter and probably don't have a a drum shop big enough. Yeah, we don't. Or a music store big enough that has all of the brands. You know, the closest thing for us is Forks and Memphis, and we would have
1: to drive eight hours. Well, I guess the one closest be Rays and Metairie, though. But they don't have that big of a—I mean, they have a good selection. Yeah, but it's not— Yeah, But I I mean, talking
0: about Forks and Memphis having—if you've never been— um, at the, when I went to Forks it was the old Forks not the new one that you see on Instagram nowadays but before that I went to Memphis and if you've never seen a video from Memphis or been to Memphis Drum Shop it is a huge room and there are three walls and
1: it is Zildjian, Sabian and Meinl and it is probably everything I, I think so I've never been um, I've had a chance to almost go up a pool table in Memphis when I was in college, but that we drove past and I was like, Can we stop? We're like, no, we're pressed for time, we got to go to chapter, you know. So I was like, Well, I mean,
0: it's just, and even if they don't have literally every model for every brand, the stuff they do carry there is the more popular stuff or the more common stuff, yeah. And I do know that in a lot of cases, if you're, say, picking out a Zildjian 18 inch K Crash. So when you tell them, and they have a drum kit in the room that you can play, and you know make sure you like it. Once you pick the cymbal you the 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 symbol you like, in a lot of cases they have multiples of that one symbol, so that you can pick the exact the, one. Yeah, the exact one that you want. So if you ever get a chance, for some reason Nashville is just granted. There's Chicago Drum Exchange. There yeah. is uh, Bentley's in um, L.A. There is revival. There is all these cool actually. We're in a good time, I think, nowadays. All these cool drum shops that yeah. are popping up. Uh, revival drums is in Seattle, I believe, the so. north, yeah, the north, uh, west corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen several drum shops popping up lately, like Wood and Weather. Has, yeah, I, l- I
1: love all the stuff they get in Wood
0: and Weather, Nelson. So, in just in Nashville alone, you have Forks.
1: Um, Nelson, Nelson, Drum Supply Warehouse, Drum Supply, and Drum Paradise is yeah. another one that's in there, and wow. and uh, and then how far is Memphis away
0: from Nashville? Uh, what two, three hours? Yeah. So you're right, you're right in there, um, with all of the some of the greatest, and they're all right in that Nashville, Memphis area, and like I said, that's about eight hours for us, I yeah. think. If ever possible, yeah. you and I need to take these cameras and take our butts up to, um, I would say, forks. Yeah, because uh, I got
1: to go there a couple of years ago for that uh, bachelor party of uh, one of my brothers. And it was so neat. Like I was waiting for everyone to get in because I flew from here to Nashville because everyone's kind of close to Memphis. And like, I don't want to drive eight hours to, to Nashville, Tennessee. So I lazily flew. Pretty cheap, by the way, um, from Gulfport to Nashville. <clears throat> and it was awesome. It's two stories. You get down there. Got all these kits. They got like, the, the little snare room. It's like a corner. Tons of snare drums. I mean, DW. Uh, all the crazy versions that Ludwig puts out of, of all their snare drums. Behind the desk is all the joyful noise. I didn't know about those drums till I went there. Those are sweet. If no one knows about what joyful noise drums are, they're dope. Um you got the whole section all just pedals and hardware and then you go upstairs and upstairs is pretty cool so unless they've changed it the left side is Sabian back wall is all Zildjian right side is Meinl and then above because it's like it's two stories right before you go down it's all uh Istanbul and that was pretty cool um Getting to see all that because I got to play around. Because when I was there, I bought that Gretsch broadcaster. You bought? Yeah. Okay. So when <laughs> he I was bought there, so
0: much stuff. He, he
1: yeah. Came, of, did you come back physically with anything or was it all had to be shipped? I was all shipped. I'm like, because so, <laughs> he called me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was there for a bachelor party and I went to just check out, waiting for everything. They had a 13, 16, 24 broadcaster for $1,800. I'm like, there's no way I'm walking. I, sh- I wish I would have loaded up that picture that I took of that snare. Yeah, that's a beautiful snare. Do you still have that snare? Yeah, that's it's the. It's on my phone. Yeah, that's
0: a beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. So,
1: and then I got so I got that kit. I got a broadcaster single flange 301 hoops. It's like a replica um, of like the old vintage stuff with the new super sensitive throw off and everything. There was that. So I got the snare drum, that three piece kit, and then I bought cause this just came out <laughs> too. Um, I got a twenty one inch K suite ride because those just released, and then I also got a twenty inch uh cluster crash because those just came out too. I got to try them there, it was so cool. I was like, Do you guys have this? they are like, Yeah, we got that. What do you mean? Of that? course. I was like, Well Do you I, know who we are? Yeah, I was like, I was I didn't know. So I was there, all the guys that are there, super nice, super helpful. Um I was just I was just so amazed by, like, just being there and, like, like can I hang out? Even though I'm waiting, I'm like, yeah, you can hang out. We don't care. I'm like, you sure? Like, yeah. It's like, here's a free pair of sticks. Have fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. So I put the sticks in my little suitcase bag, and I was there, and they let me play on my kit, for, you know, for a while. i like, oh, you done? I'm like, yeah. Like, we'll pack it up for you. We'll get all my shipping information done. I was like, awesome. I'm jealous
0: because I only got to go to, and granted, it was still awesome, the old forks. Yeah. Um, now they've moved, and, and I know that building is bigger, so it's probably better, but the old Forks was cool, and the, granted, that the symbol room in the old Forks was significantly smaller, so he got the better end of that, but either way, if you get to go to Nashville, and I would imagine, I don't think you got to do it, but I have heard stories that the Nashville Guitar Center, because of the amount of professionals that are in Nashville and how much they move gear around, uh, the unlike a lot of guitar centers, the Nashville Guitar Center apparently is like another mecca because of the used stuff yeah. that comes in because all these Nashville studio players and or live players are switching out gear. Yeah. So you can, if you ever get to go to Nashville, I'm not a fan of country music. That was not only one of the best vacations I ever had, drum-wise, mm-hmm. that is one of the coolest places yeah. I've ever been. And you would have never thought, you no. would think like maybe L.A. or yeah. New York. No, apparently... Like a lot of things today, country or not, Nashville is the place to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. We got Neil says, I have a crystal beat uh, free floater. It's very sterile. I'm not quite sure what that means, Neil. I do. I do? And, you do? and it, that is the exact reason why I never really – I had the
0: crystal beat kit. Everybody yeah. knows I had the light-up kit. Yeah. It was awesome. But those – obviously, uh, those toms, as far as depth – are bigger than a snare. So sterility was not a very big deal. I can see what Neil is talking about, um, how dry or, you know, sterile that Mm -hmm. probably what he means is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Neil, a lot of crack, a lot of attack, maybe not so much tone. Um, so I can see why, um, a lot of people don't go after that. And that's probably the reason why, like, you know, you see a lot of times in vintage videos with, um, Vista lights Yeah Or like old footage From the 70s Usually a lot of the times You never see the player Having a Acrylic snare It's always like You know like uh, Bonham Yeah I I think a lot of the time He was was playing What like a Superphonic That's all he played
1: Was that six and a half Superphonic So yeah
0: Even though he had the the Ludwig Vista Light that everybody knows him for, yeah. he was still playing a Superphonic. So I can see what you're saying, Neil. Very sterile. They're cool drums, and they have obviously improved them in the modern age to where they're not going to crack or anything like that, but I can see, yeah. you know, what he's saying.
1: Uh see. So Doc Omono says, what's your take on a type of snare for a specific genre? Would either of you prefer something over something else if it were in a specific band, or do you prefer a well-rounded run for any genre? Um... I have a couple of drums just for the music I play snare wise. Um, so I like to play a lot of jazz, which is my big thing. Um, and so. Uh, <laughs> you can't
0: see me off camera, but I'm taunting. Hear <laughs> as he's speaking. Sorry.
1: Um, so like, so what I have, so when I play with my rock group push, um, I use. It used to be one of Steven's drums. It's a uh, five and a half by fourteen, gritch, uh Legend brass. That drum was only.
0: I don't remember what I told you, but it wasn't an expensive drum. No. Um, I remember the year they came out with that. I was still at Magnolia Music. It was like a two or three hundred dollar brass drum with.
1: I think it had triple flange. It's triple flange. Yeah, one um, of wh- bent.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Triple so it's just a brass shell, a beaded brass shell, yep. fourteen by five and a half, triple flange hoops, not the fancy throw off, and that, am I right, is a killer.
1: Yeah, I got whenever I sat in again for you for that Baton Rouge gig. Yes. I brought that snare drum with me and the guy was like who Mike and was like, Wow, you take really good care of your drums I was like, you know what? And that snare drum sounds really good. I'm gonna double mic it. I was like Well, I think Jarrett would
0: probably agree with me because not only does he love that snare drum. If you've never seen my short film called "The One," yeah. about three drummers I know and their their personal stories about their favorite snare drums, like you know, as the title suggests, the one snare drum you would never get
1: rid of. Jarrett speaks about a Mapex Brassmaster.
0: Brass that's actually
1: at the, the rehearsal space right now for my band. Yeah, I I keep that specifically. I get to play it all the time when we rehearse on Sundays, so that's... And he's speaking about the Gretsch. Yep.
0: And if you were to ask me, my personal favorite, you could never... I've, I have that. We spoke about it earlier. It's a six and a half by 14 pearl free-floating brass. Years before, you were probably old enough to come into the juke joint. Yeah. Before the stage was where it is, mm-hmm. when, it was only op- when the walls were up and it was on the opposite side of the building, I was playing that drum, and I want to say it was a drummer from Mobile like most drummers that come to the juke joint, they hear about the jam. They hear that it's not like an open mic or a typical jam you would might be used to. This is really a jam populated as far as the crowd is concerned by service industry people, because it starts at 11 o'clock on Sunday and it goes till three. This is a late gig on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. but it is populated in the crowd by service industry workers and attended by a a rather large but rotating group of musicians. So it's not like a, a bunch of unknowns or people that kind of play for the most part. It is musicians, working musicians that come out. Yeah. So this drummer from mobile who probably heard about it from somebody else, like a musician came and he played the kit and he sat in for three or four songs. And I've looked it up that drum. I think even brand new is six ninety nine. You can get one right now on wherever. So he wants the drum after he gets done playing. He's like, man, I, I, that is just a killer snare. I have to have it. And I said, well, man, it's just, it's my favorite. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. He goes, peel, 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 eight. $100 bills. And I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I just, it's, it's not about money. And yeah. He goes, okay, peel, peel. So now we're at a grand. Mike man, I really appreciate and I'm flattered that you would offer that much money for a seven hundred dollar snare. Yeah. Which you can go buy right now. Um or six easy payments. Yeah. Sweet water. Yeah. Yeah. Flex pay. Um I I I'm flattered, but I can't. And he does it two more times. So now we're at twelve. We are almost twice the price of the snare drum. And I, I again I just I I said I had to say no. And he was like, you know, well, you know, I can understand. And I think the reason that snare is so special is because it didn't come off the rack as a brass free floater. I bought it as a maple free floater, Mm -hmm. a six and a half by 14 maple. And I hated it. And I hated it so much. It was brand new, about $700. I gave it to Pat McGinley. Yeah. For two years. And I was like, just take this thing and get it out of my face. Um, Play it. And he played it. And, about two years later, I said, hey, man, do you have that snare drum still? And he said, yeah. I said, "Get give me it back. I want to either see if I can revisit it or make up with it, do what, you know, yeah. kiss and make up, and maybe it'll be good. I still hated it, but I worked at Magnolia Music at the time, so I ordered a brass insert. I think that is the magic of that snare drum, is it was a, it was a, you know, if you don't know about Pearl Free Floaters, you can pull the shell out of the chassis, mm-hmm. so it was a maple, but I had to special... It wasn't even stock at Pearl. I had to special order, and they made a brass insert. So it even has a different badge than you would find on a free floater. It just has a regular square Pearl stick-on badge. I think that's why it sounds as good as it did, because they specially made that insert for that drum. Um, but I guess really the whole point of this is, to answer... Whose question was it? Um,
1: that is... a. Uh Docomomo, um, do people prefer something over um, a spectrum for a particular genre or just have one that's well-rounded? If
0: you want something well-rounded, I think both Jared and I can generally agree. If you want something that will work on just about anything, go with brass. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. It could be five. It could be five and a half. It could be six and a half. It could be seven or eight um, inch depths, and you will be fine. Now, if we're going specific, Jared... Yeah, okay. Um first off, let me break it down even further. If we're going specific, is it vintage or is it modern? Vintage. So okay, so if I'm Well that's just my first part. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to be like this is the Jarrett sound, yeah. Is it vintage or it's
1: modern? Vintage. It's vintage. Okay, now what is it? Okay. So if I'm going for vintage, which I'm generally playing either like jazz, or, you know, some rock stuff, I gotta bust it out. I mean, I mentioned it in that little test thing. Um, I love, absolutely, absolutely love, 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 that uh, cloud badge. That it's a Slingerland from the '40s. It is eight or seven by fourteen, and it is. I got it from our good friend Hugh um, on a trade. I love that thing. It is as deep as it is, like you would think, you know, jazz, you're a little more articulation. The thing's articulate. Like in it, and I haven't touched the heads because somehow Hugh can tune a drum like no one's business. I mean, he's been doing it for years. I mean, he is that's Hugh. Um, I have an Ajax kit of his. I haven't touched the tuning because I'm scared to because I can't get it right. I made that mistake once with that club date I got from Steven. That was what Hugh tuned. Um but I bring that forties. That just fourteen inch. It's just uh what is that? It's mahogany, I believe, right? Steam bent mahogany, um single ply reinforcement rings that are maple. I think you're right. Yeah, the one say it's mahogany with maple reinforcement rings, white marine pearl, it's the Gene Krupa model. So it's the Radio King, um with the big thick stick chopper hoops, I believe is what those were called at the time. Yep. Um it's got the not the double. I believe it's just the single snare uh, dampener knob and then whatever wires that Hugh had on at the time. I haven't touched anything on that drum. I love it. It sounds so good. I mean, if it, you can beat the snot out of it, then it's <laughs> good for rock and roll. And then if you turn it around, you can go play, you know, bebop right behind it or straight-ahead jazz, and it just sounds phenomenal. I mean, it's... You can't...
0: I think if I to answer his question in the same thing, I would do the if if you were looking for a specific if we were going for like I'm trying to create my own sound. Yep. Again, it would be vintage, a little different from him, as we've talked about the the drum I showed earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want something old. Uh, now that I've found that I love it, probably single tension. I want <coughs> I want my drum back from the guy from Switzerland. I'm joking, I hope that you love the drum and please play it, but I want that steam-bent, single-ply, 15-inch, single-ply, wood hoops, cord snares. Like, that was, I, and if he knows, y'all don't know, I am forever searching for that Levon Helm snare. If you don't know who Levon Helm is, that is the drummer for the band. Amazing player. He was in a bunch of movies. He was in that
1: shooter movie with Mark Wahlberg. Are you serious? I'm serious. I've seen that. Shooter. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Okay, you've if you've seen Shooter the movie with Mark Wahlberg, back third of the movie when him and the uh, other FBI agent go out mm-hmm. to the country and they go to that old guy's house to get the advice on the bullet that yeah. you know, that's Levon Helm. I didn't the know The drummer that. for the band, <laughs> The Wait Up on Cripple Creek. Uh <laughs> like that is that guy. So he you know, became famous later in life for being an actor, but I love the band. If you don't you know, if you've never done it, check the band out. It's old 70s kind of roots music or rock and roll, but they're great. He was a singer, you know, which I will talk about Pat McGinley a lot for that very reason. Yeah. To sing and play drums is so very complicated. But I am on that Leave-On Helm kick. If you've never watched, it's probably the greatest live concert in the history of ever. And I will argue this till the day I die. It's called The Last Waltz which is the last concert that the band performed before they broke up. And they brought in everybody that was friends with theirs and helped build their career. I mean, I'm talking like in this, it's a Martin Scorsese film. Mm -hmm. It's on Prime right now, if you have Prime. Martin Scorsese did the film. He filmed their last concert. Muddy Waters sits in. Um, Neil Diamond sits in. Bob Dylan sits in, Eric Clapton sits in, Ringo sits in. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now, but there's like so many people that sit in with this band. It's like a who's who of seven. So it's the greatest concert, in my opinion, ever filmed. von Helm in the center singing some of the songs and you'll hear this drum sound that he has. It's a very specific, dull, thuddy, thwack and I am searching for, and have gotten really close with the two Ludwigs I've picked up lately, but they're 13s. And I'm pretty sure his is a 14 by like four. And we were talking about it Sunday. I'm pretty sure it is called a Ludwig Tango drum. Yeah. Single tension, kind of like a dark or, you know, almost mahogany color, maybe not that dark, wood hoops. I'm trying to get that sound. So for me, it would be a vintage wood hooped wooden shell drum with like snare cords instead of wires that gave literally a baseball sound kind of thwack instead of like the modern drum sound or snare sound that we're used to. So that's for me. Yeah. You know, his is a little different, still vintage, but that's for me. So I would say for both of us, if it's a specific sound, it's a vintage drum, but I think both of us would agree. If you want a good all around model, Pick the brand of drums you like and then go for their nice brass snare. You're probably yeah. going to be super happy either way,
1: um, you know yeah however I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I mean yeah, anything else in the chat? um only thing we got is uh Neil says, "I really want to get a coprophonic supra. I've started to love Ludwig snares much more. They make a good snare drum, I mean, they really do. Um, I mean there's a reason Why some of their snares Are the most recorded I mean Think about the Black Beauty The Acrylite The Supra Yeah the, most, sup- the Supra Yeah most played uh, Recorded Snare drums ever I mean Ludwig doesn't make a bad snare drum I mean they're Most recorded It's up there <clears throat> Cause like what the The standard I think one guy said For his studio Was he uses Old Bretch Broadcasters For the drums he Uses a uh, Supra for the snare, and then the cymbals. He says it depends on what the tune is, but that's the standard setup though drum wise. is like you gotta have broadcasters, you gotta have a Ludwig snare drum because I don't care who you are, that's it. And then cymbal wise, it depends on whatever the tune is. Well,
0: like, and I would agree because that's what I've been doing lately. If I have the Midtown out, or if I bring, well, I brought the Midtown. I bring the Midtown out every Sunday. Um, granted, there's not really. I don't get to play gigs anymore, which is what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um. I don't get to play gigs anymore, but the the Sunday night open jam, the midtown is usually the kit, and then one week I brought out my Blue Sparkle Club dates, and then one week I brought out my Pearls. But every time we played, any one of those drum sets, we were playing one of three Ludwig snare drums. Yeah. And I have to agree. You know, if you get a Ludwig. Probably vintage or new you yeah. can't really go
1: wrong you can't I mean they're they're foolproof really
0: yeah I agree um anything else in the chat before because we've actually been going for ha- if you were to, have you oh if you were to guess well you're on
1: the wrong side yeah
0: we've been yeah. going for an hour and forty two minutes which is about what I expected yeah but um anything else before we get into actually the main topic Nope, all we have is um
1: I'm gonna butcher this because it's German um, yeah please forgive us if yeah. we get your name wrong we're not it, trying to I Believe it's shin being drum co says hello oh no
0: yes no he's from um he's from australia oh dude thank you for so much for for tuning in um he i'll send you the link to his stuff he is a custom drum builder out of australia i want to say it's shinbein and please correct me in the chat if i'm wrong um what I'll do is when we get done with this uh, live stream, when this uploads to YouTube as a regular video in the description, if I can remember to do it, I will put a link to his YouTube channel. I'm surprised I haven't told you about him. Mm. He, I want to say his name is Phil as well. We know way too many Phils. Yeah. Um, and if he corrects me, please tell me. I will. Um, he is a custom drum builder in Australia um, I think Victoria, Australia, he does a lot of stave stuff. Um, he has a really cool, like, number one, because we talk about it a lot. He has a cool logo, like yeah. his drum badge. And I want to say his color is orange. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like his, and I've seen like where he'll get orange um, plastic washers for the tuning rods. Oh, sweet. And I want to say, again, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, he got orange snare uh, not cords, but the cloth strap. Oh, sweet! Orange, nice. So he builds, and I actually been watching. He's been putting out videos more lately, um, where he uh, has showing how he does. He built a little jig to do staves, mm-hmm. um, and he was showing some new tools that he got. So when this video is over with, I will put a link to his channel, and you know any drummer will get a kick out of some guy that is not working for a major drum company that can actually put out a really good product yeah um high quality and i think he's in the middle right now of doing a run of like i can't remember what he said maybe 10 snare drums he's gonna build um and i want to say they're all stave um so shin i'm pretty sure i'm saying that right shinbine drum company um or shinbine drums yeah um Again, if you want to see that, wait for this video to get uploaded when we're done, and I will put a link to his channel um, in there for you. So anything else in the chat? That's it. We're all caught up. All right. Well, since we're getting close, um, the main topic of the day, um, and and keep in mind, we would have gotten to the topic a lot earlier, but being this is the first episode, we had a lot of, yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot a lot of kinks that so we're not quite. Well but yeah. a lot of housekeeping. We had to think yeah.
0: a lot of thank a lot of people. We yeah. had to pop our you know, our drink open to christen the podcast. Normally from now on we'll be jumping straight in yeah. with it's usually gonna be what we're working on for the week, the news of the day, and then right into the topic. Yeah. The topic of today is the state of the drumming industry, which really is the music industry in twenty one. Yeah. Um, in regards to what happened in 2020. And I think when I say that, we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The dumpster fire that was... How many? I don't... It'll take me a minute. How bad... And I'm, I'm talking about your playing, gigging, but also, you know, personally, how bad did it affect you as far as 2020 is concerned?
1: Oh, God. So... Our band was starting to finally like get some more gigs going, and then they just halted um, and kind of put us on the back burner. So from like that standpoint-wise, um, I mean, all we did was we didn't even meet together for a while. Um, I was starting to get kind of burnt out, so I spent a good part before I went back to work. I didn't listen to any music. I didn't touch my sticks. I didn't touch my pad. If I played video games, I turned the music off. It was I just had to like just be done with it um and really just like get away from it all um it was just weird, like it i don't know uh it was just a weird time um I just kinda like fell out of everything with it I mean, there's probably some guys watching uh that probably might have felt the the same way um you know cuz everything it was just a very depressing time cuz everything cuz we you stopped i mean i know for you um a lot of your gigs were just you had like months planned in advance were just gone and i couldn't imagine
0: oh we'll get to that
1: yeah i couldn't i couldn't imagine being at that i mean i was just upset that like um we had a like a really cool bill um that my band was going to play on um one of the local places down here in Gulfport um we're not like super big or anything you know just a couple of dudes having fun um but one band dropped out because it was this is what I like it was, was starting to like make the news like, oh, there's cases in uh, the U.S. It's like, OK, well, one band dropped. Well, OK, you know, it might be fine. And then, you know, a couple weeks go by and then it's like, OK, it's it's the big deal. So, you know, we all had to back out. Um, but that was mostly like, you know, my deal with it, because I, I went back to work right at the casino two months afterwards. Because um, they laid us off in February, I think, was whenever they dropped us off. And then we got picked back up a little after April, I believe. It's when I went back to work. Um.
0: Yeah, it was, um, and I know we're all, to be honest with you, we all we all have to be feeling the same way. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it probably, you know, didn't hit Jarrett as hard because he has a day job, yeah. a good day job. And granted, I'm sure you got unemployment. I did. um, Yeah. The good unemployment when you were off. Um, but at least for me personally, um, it took me literally 15 years to get to a point where I could do this full time. Like, like, you know, like, oh, you're a drummer. Oh, that's cool. What do you do during the week? I'm a drummer. That's what I do for a living. I worked at a music store for about 7 years and did it half and half with playing and granted working at a music store they're cool they're like oh you got to leave early for a gig you yeah. know rock on man and then at a certain point luckily enough when magnolia transitions from that big store mm-hmm. to the little store in Gulfport that's when I was playing enough where I was like well maybe it's time that I move on um you're moving into a smaller store i'm actually working enough and really about nine years since that point Um, I've been working about nine years doing this as a full time gig Um, and I was always very proud of the fact that I was a drummer that was my job Yeah. Um, I didn't you know I I was lucky enough and you know thankfully um, I was lucky enough to do that full time and I remember the last gig was March 16th Mm -hmm. at Glory Bound yeah And I have a video on my phone. It's really shocking to see because at that point in March 16th, whatever you want to call it, coronavirus, the pandemic is what we say, um, was starting to creep into the news. And the video on my phone, if you look at it now, it's almost shocking because there's so many people at this little small gig. They're so close. You can see people in the video like talking right up on each other, touching each other, which is almost weird to think of now. And so that would have been like a Saturday night or a Friday night. And literally on Monday, the state of Mississippi and most states in the country shut down. Yeah. Um, And I did not touch drumsticks again until,
1: man, it was July. Yeah, because I I think at that point I was starting to kind of like, Practice a little bit because you forgot. were on the up. Yeah, because I, because I remember because I quit teaching too because I was just done with it and then I started practicing again, and then I remember I sent something to you. I was Sabian and you were Zildjian. You were cranking it out and I was just
0: yeah I was going down in the ho- now and granted it might've been good for me because I had been playing for like almost 10 years all the time, every yeah. week. Like I said, I never got a vacation. I counted the key West gig as my vacation. So it, it was probably actually something I needed, but I fell into, into such a, and I don't talk about it a lot just cause it's not who I am. Um, I, I fell into a pretty deep hole of depression cause what took me 15 years to build up was taken away in three months. Yeah. Um, and we still, I don't know how it is where you live. Um, I know how it is for us here. We still haven't recovered as far as musicians. If you are a single or a duo act, mm-hmm. like, which is mostly like a singer and an acoustic guitar player, no. or two acoustic guitar players that sing, you're killing it right now. You are the Zildjian of our local market. If yeah. you are a drummer, a bass player, or a keyboard player, like basically rhythm section, you are just out of luck. Um, you are not playing. Um, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've played since we have gotten out of quarantine. Um, I, granted, I count myself probably like Jarrett, very lucky to have received um, that unemployment when we were all unemployed. Oh yeah. Um, trying to find a job right now, for me, is basically it's you know i just had just applied for a job and you know didn't even get the interview um and the gigs aren't looking any better um so granted i feel very lucky that the federal assistance was there um i want to give a big shout out to uh music uh music cares and do you know what music cares is yeah i
1: remember because i wasn't i was very unfamiliar because i remember you tell me all your gigs got canceled i got like super like upset and nervous for you and then you posted that video about like what can musicians do yeah to help out and I remember watching that and learning. Music a cares bit about
0: that. is awesome. If you don't know what Music Cares is, Music Cares is a subset of the Grammys. It is a little foundation that they founded that is there to help musicians in need. And this is twice in my life I have been helped out by Music Cares. The first time being when Hurricane Katrina came through this area and literally took away everything I owned everything that was in the backpack that I had with me that early six o'clock in the morning is all I had at the end of that day. And it was very cool. Cause I found out that there was this thing called music cares and all you had to do was apply. And obviously, you know, if you're, if you're on the level and you're real, you're going to get approved. Um, at that time in 2000, was that five? I believe I was in fifth grade. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Make me feel old. 2005. Sorry. The way they had it set up is they approved you and they gave all your information to musician's friend, mm-hmm. and you had a $1,000 credit. Just just call them and pick out what you need, and they gave you a $1,000 credit. And I called in, and I you know, drum set. Um, I didn't get cymbals because I took the Red Cross money I got, mm-hmm. bought cymbals at Pinkston's. Nice. The three Ks that had gotten water damage on them mm-hmm. from the ceiling falling in, but I didn't care three um, K's I'd already had. So I got the kit sticks, you know, like bags, all yeah. of the other stuff. And at the end, when I had put this, like, I think I got a brick of sticks on there. The guy said, Oh, well, you're, you know, you're like at 1117. I was like, Oh, well, and he goes, you know what? I know what just happened to you. It's cool. So yeah. not only did music cares pay for my new setup, um, which was a Gretsch Catalina club. Um, the guy at, musician's friend was like you know obviously you need it so i'm gonna let you go over so that was the first time and then the second time was when the pandemic hit and i got super scared because i had no money i basically live like most musicians not week to week but like month to month um and i applied and even wrote them a letter in the application saying you know i value this foundation because you already did help me out once and then Of course, you know, they knew I was on the level. Sent in resume. You had to prove your gigs. Um, They helped me out financially. Again, so if you're ever looking for a charity to donate to and you want a worthwhile, you know, organization, look at Music Cares. It is, uh, uh, like I said, it's under the umbrella of the Grammys, but they're there to help uh, musicians with financial needs, medical needs. Um, So... I was fairly lucky between unemployment and whatever you want to call that aid. Yeah. Um, But falling into a deep depression from, like I said, from March 16th to whenever I didn't touch drums. I I, I almost, I don't want to say I was disgusted because I wasn't disgusted at the drums, but I just, I couldn't, I I didn't have anything in me. Um, Granted now it has been a complete turnaround and I'm back on the track of my normal self. But it was a tough year, and it's been a tough year for guys that do it constantly and guys that can do it when they can do it. Yeah. Um, I think, but that also is kind of the topic that I really wanted to talk about. Now that we're in 2021, look at the state of music. All of us, him, me, you, we all spend a significant more amount online than we did before. And look how it has pushed the online, let's talk about drumming, the yeah. online drumming community. Yeah. Think about how big Instagram has gotten.
1: God, it's... it's as nothing. far as drumming. Yeah. Bef- I mean, since before.
0: Yeah. Think about how many more YouTube channels there are for drumming. This is the perfect example. I was just putting out my regular videos. I didn't during the pandemic, but now I'm put, pumping them out back at a regular pace. But look, it is now not forced but kind of inspired us yeah to get on and come to you live every week um so i see the space even though we all haven't really recovered from it the space is in a better position now because of we're all being forced to get with each other through a camera lens i mean is yeah. that how do you what's your take on that
1: yeah i, I i've noticed that like uh Drumio on their stuff has gotten increasingly bigger, um, just with like their community wide aspect. Um, Tommy Igo, if you guys don't know who Tommy Igo is, um, I mean he's I killing it lately. Yeah, he's been killing it. Um, he has a thing going on. He calls like the drum text fan or text fam. I can't remember what he calls it, but he has like a certain number. Um, that's not his personal cell phone, of course, but it's like he has a, like a throwaway number. Yeah, it's and what- you can talk to him directly. Like, and he'll. But like sometimes during the week, like if someone asks a cool question, he'll post on his Instagram, talk about it, and a whole discussion of uh of like drummers and people like talk about it. Like it's cool. Um another like community aspect of everything I've noticed as well. Um recently, if you guys are not familiar with sugar percussion, guy oh, ma- yeah, yeah. Guy makes outstanding drums. Um he's done a couple of giveaways and he's gotten completely just Done over by FedEx, oh, with the yeah because yeah. yeah, he ended up don't use FedEx. No, uh, he ended up having to build the same kit for a giveaway because they raised money um during he got like, he got done wrong. yeah sure. it was twenty thousand they raised, and then to build the kit, and they had to build the kit two more times because they broke the kit. Um, and that was only one instance he got done over with. I know there's another. And then one.
0: FedEx, when he took him to court over it, FedEx actually spent more money in what they paid the lawyers to fight him in court than what he was asking for in, you know, the judgment. So FedEx didn't want to bend so much that they would spend. I don't know. I'm guessing thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars against a judgment that was probably what maybe. Eight to ten thousand dollars.
1: Well, so I think one of his kits is, I think for that size, I think is like six. So okay, so so six times three. Uh, okay, okay, so eighteen. Let's say yeah. twenty thousand dollars. They yeah.
0: spent at least double defending against instead of just paying out. That shows you what kind of you know mindset they're in. And I've learned it trying to get stuff for this podcast, ordering the gear, trying to get drums, buying drums off of eBay give you a pro tip right now as far as the world we're living in number one don't use FedEx yeah because the money that you pay for uh, insurance is useless number two don't use the postal service they are literally prioritizing packages for Prime right now if you order something on Prime from Amazon oh you'll get it in two days I've ordered two snare drums and a cymbal from eBay That are shipped with the postal service and it has taken on average two and a half weeks to get to me and it's most places or most two out of the three times was coming from Kansas City, Missouri, which is at most three days away shipping wise from where I live. Um, If you need to ship something and you want it to get to the person timely or if you want to buy something and don't have to worry about waiting on it, go through UPS, and I can say that with confidence because not only has have they never done me wrong when I've shipped stuff on eBay to a buyer. I just read the article that their stock is way up because they are basically the Zildjian of shippers right now. I did not know they are that. killing it. They are killing
1: it. I know that whenever I was still doing receiving at the at the Nugget, the UPS guy um, Chuck was always my favorite to talk to. Like he was always super kind, and if we ever had any issues, I know. If you guys aren't familiar, like receiving is like all the packages, anything that comes off trucks that comes into the actual casino would come through us. So anything shipping-wise, there's all numbers, packages, all this stuff we had to deal with, um, tons of invoices. UPS was always the easiest for us to work with. I know that we had tons of issues with FedEx, tons of issues with um, yep. the Postal Service. But And I don't blame the Postal Service that
0: much because they're just inundated with so much of a load right now. It's really not their fault, but at the end of the day, the only one that really can deliver safely and timely is UPS. Um, but that's kind of a tangent. Um, that's going back to, that's really just the world we live in, but the world we live in now, at least in 2021, I think Instagram. Yeah. Instagram
1: has taken off with.
0: So is YouTube. Yep. Um, I mean, is there anything you can't find now to learn, to watch, to just,
1: you know... It's almost information overload for drums at this point. I mean, it's like, you look up, like, how you tune a drum kit. You'll get Bob Gatson's videos, which I swear by, from 11 years ago. Those will pop up with... Carter McClan's master class of like his whole like hour and a half of heat or of- you'll
0: get a brand new tuning video from
1: like sounds like a drum and then Steven Taylor his his name show, both Stevens yeah
0: yeah yeah um so I mean there's so many good channels out there on YouTube and they're all equally as present on Instagram yep I think it has granted 2020 I I've, I've literally written down when recording my thoughts about it that's going to be the year we look back at 50 years from now is the year we lost. It's a, it's a no, it's a nothing year. But I think even though we still haven't recovered financially and nobody really can play anymore still, if you're online, um, if you learn online or anything like that, this is a better place to be. It really is in this space now. And I would have said maybe a few years ago, probably about the time I started my channel, I was on the tail end of the YouTube bubble. I would have probably started gotten to the point where I was saying like, I don't know. It's, it's so saturated. You might not want to do it. Now I'm completely on the other side. Like now so many people are relying on the internet for everything. Start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Start a, start a podcast, start a live stream, get on Instagram. And it doesn't have to be, I was telling him the other day, it doesn't have to be professional level the everybody pretty much makes a little USB microphone that'll hook into your phone. I have the sure it's $99. It kills. Go buy that. Put your phone up on the corner of your drum kit and play and put it on your Instagram. You never know what'll happen. Some company might like you some bass player or guitar player might go, Hey man, I want to play. You never know. So this is the perfect time to get and put and have an online footprint with your drumming or with your music in general. Um, which I'm going to be pushing this fool to do. Like, uh, would you believe it? This guy didn't have a YouTube account till this past week. I finally... He's like, well, I don't... The Bearded Drums videos aren't popping up. I'm like, well, are you subscribed? And he's like, oh, well, I can't subscribe
1: (laughs) because I don't have an account. Yeah, I finally, (laughs) finally, like, bit the bullet. And I'm like, how do I... I've been doing this for so long. Everything pops up now.
0: 2021, man. Yeah. It's forced everything.
1: It really did. (laughs) <laughs> but, like, speaking of, like, you know, blowing up, like, um, Timbo from Kino, like, recently, he is blown up. Um, I don't know if you guys know who that is. I think he's hilarious. Um, he's my kind of humor. It's a little abrasive at times. Um, I know he kind of yells sometimes. I think it's funny just because it's kind of my, like I my kind of humor. But he just, just does whatever on Instagram. And then, like, now. Tons of big dudes uh, use his drum his drumless track because he does that um as a side gig, I believe. Um because he used to work at Music Go Round in Milwaukee. I know he brings that up a lot. That's where uh is is where he used to work at selling drums and stuff. And I noticed um Steven Lynn, he's a big jazz guy, he plays to Tim's tracks. Um I think Juliana even had a video of him playing to maybe a track of Tim's or so. I mean Timbo from Kino on Instagram. His name's Tim Baltes. I might be messing that up. Um, he's amazing. He's hilarious. and I mean, he's just one of the few guys on Instagram that's blown up. You got David Cola, who's been kind of chugging along. He finally had his big break last year on Instagram. I mean, he's now endorsed by Pearl and Zildjian now. Um, I think he's even endorsed by Vic Firth now, too. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys recently. Well, have- I would agree. I don't know if it was you that told me about
0: him, but it came up in conversation. I saw that Timbo from Mm Keno and I was completely annoyed by it. Yeah. And I told and he he's like, oh, but I think he's so funny. The first few videos I saw. No, it was a complete put off. Now I will admit lately. I have to admit my opinion is changing. Not only is he a great player. Phenomenal. Yeah, he really is. He's fun. He is funny. Yeah, he does all these tracks. Smash Mouth, Creed, and he does it as if a Instagram Chop Drummer yeah. was playing it. They're hilarious. But like he said, on the serious side, he produces tons of drumless tracks that you can find on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. On yeah. Bandcamp. So if you ever needed a drumless track, go on Bandcamp and either search Tim, what is it, B-A-L-T-E-S? Yeah. Tim Baltes or Baltz? It. Yeah. Um, or... Can you search it as Timbo from Keno?
1: I think that might pop up too. But
0: look up Timbo from Keno on Instagram. It's like T I M B O from K E N O. Yep. Um, he's really funny, and even if you don't maybe get his humor, if you need a drumless track,
1: he I mean, they are mostly free yeah. on his bandcamp. And there, and there's tons. It's not like uh, like he has like a volume one or like an album one. It's not like ten tracks. It's like thirty. Yeah, and, and there's a bunch, and they're all drastically different with different tempos. I mean, it's. I've considered trying to figure out how to to like, do it for myself to be able to listen to it, like just to be able to practice with and putting out ideas. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're I have that. it.
0: I have it a little easier because I have to pay for a music subscription, for the Bearded Drums channel, which I can download full songs and then just drop the drums out. Now everybody can't do that. Uh, not only is it. It's not expensive, but once you add it up over the course of the year, it's expensive. And the licensing is only limited to, I can only put them on YouTube. I can't put them on Facebook. I can't put them on um, Instagram. So all those tracks you see me playing to in the drum videos on my channel, they're limited to YouTube. So I'm lucky that I have that subscription because it's just, you bring in all of the stems. It's like guitar, melody, instruments, drums, and you just mute the drums. But everybody can't do that, so... A resource like Tim, yeah, is really good for that. But again, that goes back to the point I think we're trying to make here. As terrible as a year of 2020 was, it has kind of pushed everybody to work harder online, and now the drumming community is—I I would venture to say—twice as productive.
1: Yeah, I mean, even recently, like I, I'm very honored by this. I mean, to be able to see that I, you know, had lessons with them, and everything. It's like Drumeo started their new like coach thing going yeah. on. Dr. Wooten from University of Southern Mississippi is on there. I would have never in a million years thought that our state alone would have someone from it going to uh, a channel that is big as Drumeo with all these students and everything. You got Dr. Throwdown, the one and only, teaching rudimental studies to these kids or adults. I mean, there's tons of people who use it. Even though he's a complete goob <laughs> I like doc
0: I'm not he's yeah. a great player he's a goob he's a goober he's I'm silly I,
1: but I, I love Doc but he's a great player I mean yeah. I, I'm
0: not gonna I, I will never fault his drumming um, but again you know like that's the point I think we're trying to make is this is the year to do it online yeah you know there's something for everybody I'm not the greatest player in the world but I've got a a, a successful YouTube channel that actually produces money. Um, it's not a lot of money, but it is paid for some drumsticks here and there. Yeah. Um, he has a great career or would have had a great career had it not been the pandemic. Cause you were just about to start getting really good gigs.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, it was starting to creep. And now.
0: It's like, Oh, well,
1: yeah. Like we're, we're, we're all in this.
0: Well, we're all, really all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think every drummer around here is basically in the same boat. Um, but, Again, I think this is the time to do it. Yeah. And even though it was as dark as it was in 2020, I think at least maybe once we get past winter, things are looking better for 2021. Um, this channel is kind of proof of that. I'm making videos again on a regular basis. I feel a lot better about it. Now I have him to do this weekly show, which I hope you guys are enjoying, um, uh, To do that, that's going to be the really the big push for us for 2021. Um, Like I said, you know, in regards to hope y'all are enjoying it. What is our chat saying?
1: Um, Let's see. We got Jimmy Griswold says, look to the party. You guys doing any church gigs? Um, I tried to get on one. Uh, Haven't really heard back any from the guy at all. Um, I know Steven did one a long time ago, but not currently. Um, I'll tell that story. If
0: we're not running too long, I'll tell that yeah. story. But anyway,
1: because he said just check out some churches in your area need drummers. A lot bigger churches that hire musicians. Um, and then Michael Benson says, "Remember when Amazon sold books?" And then Jimmy replies, "Only books." Um, I forgot all about that.
0: Michael Benson, uh, big shout out to Michael. Michael helped me. Michael was one of the people that helped me out during the pandemic, and because I've learned how to work cameras during. Uh, you know, the, the tenure at bearded drums. Yeah. Um, and, and once I put out the, the short film, which again is called the one, please go to my <laughs> YouTube channel and check it out. That is uh YouTube slash bearded drums. Um, Shameless he hired me to do a, his pastor at his church, uh, wanted to do a talk on, man, I wish I could remember. It was, um, like Martin Luther and the, I remembered it. His pastor wanted to do, you're going to be proud of me, Michael. His pastor wanted to do a talk on the reformation and I'm not religious, but I can understand wanting to go through the history of anything, drums, music, religion. So he hired me very graciously um, to do the, the filming of this talk. And so Michael, you know, I know I've thanked you before, but I'll thank you on live internet right now. Thank you for helping me out during the pandemic. I'm glad you checked in on the chat. Um, anything else in the chat?
1: We got a little bit coming up. Yeah. Uh, so Jimmy uh, said, "Can't wait to upgrade my kit when all the 2020 guys uh, sell their gear and the market's flooded." Um, I don't know how that's going to happen. I know I've done it. I've gotten rid of so
0: much gear. I'm I'm one of the ones that have flooded the market because the one pearl kit, mm-hmm. those timbales, yeah, three or four cymbals went to Guitar Center. The guy didn't want No, that was one trip. Yeah. Then on another trip, I took the Crystal Beat. The guy didn't want to buy the Crystal Beat with the lights at Guitar Center. I told him, "You buy this Crystal Beat from me, I guarantee you the what's your friend's name? The guy that Miller Dobbins. I guarantee if you take this kit off my hands within 24
1: hours it'll sell online."
0: What do you think happened? It sold.
1: 'Cause I try to look online and see how much they're going to go for it and I couldn't find it. Oh, it was gone. I was very upset. So I've been one of the ones. The snare that went to the guy
0: in Switzerland. Um, the, the Sabian, the new version of the uh AAX medium crash. Yeah. Uh I've sold I've been one of the guys trying to push gear out. Granted, I've been just switching gear out. Yeah. Mainly selling drums and buying podcast gear. But he's right. You know, there's I think there's gonna be uh, maybe not for vintage, but yeah. check your guitar centers. They're buying a lot of because guitar center is in such a bad way right now and can't pay their vendors. They, all they can really do is buy used gear. Um, So they will buy your used gear. Granted, you're going to take a hit on it because yeah. they're a large, terrible corporation that doesn't want to help you out. But if you do need cash, they will buy your stuff. So um, I think he's, he is kind of right in, in, in that in that thinking.
1: Yeah, he also did clarify. He goes, I met people who took up drumming in 2020 but realized it wasn't for them, and then they give up. I, that makes sense. I definitely agree with that. Um, Michael says, I'm glad you're back at it. You did an excellent job, and he's proud of you.
0: Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much.
1: Um, and then GW573 says, yep, enjoying the show. So I'm glad folks are out well, there. Well, yeah, thank you, guys.
0: Yeah. We uh, Now, granted... Even though Jared and I can talk at length about drums and we go on many tangents, give us a few episodes to get. And I told I was talking about him or talking about this with him at the juke joint on Sunday, that that is going to be obviously the cameras work. There's the wide shot. Here I am. There Jared is. Yeah. Let's throw a still up there. Yeah. We got all that down. You can hear us. There's music. But the biggest thing I think that we have to work out is how we interact with each other. The one thing I was worried about is Jarrett thinking, because it's Bearded Drums, that he couldn't talk a lot. And we learned today (laughs) that he has no problem with that. But, But seriously, I was worried about him thinking he couldn't talk or me cutting him off. But I don't see that there's any problem with that. We have a good flow. So give us just a few episodes to kind of get the format going. Today, like I said, was a little hectic because we had to christen the show and thank Philip Cron and thank Watson and kind of get into it. Um, And we didn't get to the main topic really till the end. We've been running now for two hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been, it does
1: does not feel it's been like that long at
0: all, but we're going to have good topics. Yeah. Um, to reiterate today's topic, this is the year to do it. So if you have been wanting to do it, I think this is the time to get your cell phone out, to get your iPad out. If you have a recording interface, throw the mics up and put your favorite track on, download a drumless track, get your whatever, and just put yourself online. Um, it is doable for anybody because there's an audience for just about anybody online today. Um, you know, I'm kind of pushing Jarrett to do the very same thing. Um, yeah. even though he has a full-time job and, you know, has to work. Um, but I think as dark as it was in 2020, 2021 is looking fairly in the up and up as long as we'll
1: see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, um, anything else left in the chat? Um, com Music says you did a great job for the first episode. Shout out to Watson.
0: bum bum. <laughs> thank you, Watson. I hope Watson watches this. I know he's not going to watch the whole thing. I don't. There's a lot of people that are non-drummers that watch this channel. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't expect them to watch the whole episode. So that's why I made sure we got that out of the way early on. Yeah. So if Watson was watching, he got his shout out. But yep. if you're still watching, Watson, thank you. This is, look. You You bought all this stuff, so we really appreciate it. Um, we're very glad to do this I'm I'm, I'm I'm actually having a really good time.
1: yeah I've, I've been looking forward to this all week. Yes. because uh, uh, normally I look forward to Sundays because that's like my little like free fun day during the week because my band rehearses before I come and see you fools and then now I get to look forward to this. If you're ever in our part of the country, please come
0: out and hang with us on a Sunday. It can be so much fun. We stay out super late. We have a lot of laughs. Um, Jarrett's main goal in life on a
1: Sunday evening is to, from
0: behind the kit, try to make me laugh That's what, and vice versa. Yeah, that's um,
1: it's the one goal I tried to set every Sunday. I don't care if it's packed. If it's slow, it's like Stephen will laugh. I will try to do it. Which
0: I think is why we get along so well because drummers can be highly competitive and our com- competition is not who has the fastest 16th note triplets it yeah. who is has the better drumming face or who can hit the drum the weirdest to make the other one crack up laughing when he's standing out in front of the stage so if you're ever on the mississippi gulf coast you email me and you come out and meet us for the juke joint jams from 11 to 3 every sunday yeah it is a lot of fun for us there are, there was a uh, phil on font checked in on the chat and he comes out not all the time But a lot of times and hangs out with us at the juke joint. And uh, so if anybody that is from our area that is watching, get your butt out there, Watson, you come anyway. So I'm not worried about you coming. You're going to be there. Yeah. Um, So anything else in the chat before we get
1: ready to, I guess, close Uh, this thing out? Jimmy just says, uh, great first gig guys, mad props. I still can't do it yet. Thank you for doing it. And then, uh, Taco Momo says, I've been looking forward to watching this all week. So I'm glad Glad. that there's guys out there who are actually like excited. Well, not only are are we glad you're excited and we are glad you're here, that
0: y'all are interacting on the chat because this is, I didn't want this to be because you have two options when you do this. You can go live or you can just film it and y'all can watch it later. I don't want to film it and y'all just watch it later. I'd rather go live because then you can come to the chat and say things like you're saying ask questions. Like I said, ask us things or tell us flat out like, Hey, y'all need to be talking about this. Yeah. Or y'all don't need to be talking about that. Like that is what really I think is, is what makes it a lot of fun for us is that y'all are right there in the chat coming back and forth, talking with us. That's what makes it a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. That's, and I'm also looking forward to whenever this gets put up, like once we're done. Yeah. Is the comment section of like, you know, you're more than welcome to ask us like topics that you think we'd like us to talk about. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. Cause let I us know yeah. I only
0: have like, I haven't really picked your brain on topics yet, but I only have like three more topics written down. Um, so if there are things you want us to talk about specifically, let us know. We're going to be doing this. Jarrett said, at least for the next couple of weeks, he is off on Thursday. So yep. for the time being 6 PM central standard time, Thursday evening is when you should expect this live stream. Um, now, if Jarrett's um, schedule changes, it might be a Wednesday, it might be a Tuesday, but it will always be, I would imagine, between Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because yeah. um, you know, I know that you work on the weekend. Yeah, the weekends. Yeah, I'm always there. Um, um, and I'm Saturday. resting on Monday, um, which is really probably is exactly what he's doing. We don't don't call us on Mondays. It yeah. is not a good idea. But yeah, it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, six p.m. Central Standard. Um, and for right now, it's going to stay at Thursdays. Hopefully, it'll stay there as long as we can, you know, as long as your schedule allows. Yeah. Because I don't have anything to do. I hang. I don't have any gigs. You can't play right now. So I'm just playing that kit right there, drumless tracks, and, uh, you know, watching Star Wars
1: and Aliens and Predator. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to go ahead and warn them. Um, we have a really weird inside joke. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but somehow Robocop always gets brought up every time we see each other. So just be prepared if for any reason, you know.
0: And I noticed it in one of the stills. I think it's the still. Everybody take notice of how nicely organized Jarrett's little shelf is with the Monopoly, with what is that? It's Pokemon, like, yeah. with the Nintendo games. Like,. That's a clean room. I don't have that clean of a house. So I did notice that everybody else is looking at the drum, and I'm going, man, he's got all the Monopoly stacked up nice. Look at the Pokemon. It's all in a
1: row. I'm going to have to show you the other shots. I'll just take <laughs> a different shot of my, of my room upstairs of all the drum stuff. Next week,
0: y'all will like to see this because Jared has way too many drum sets and snare drums and cymbals. I, I think I have a lot of snare drums. Jared has a lot. Bring pictures next week of like, even if it's like three pictures to get the whole. Yeah. You'll love to see this because he is me 10 years ago when I had. 10, 12 drum sets, 50 million snares, more symbols than you can play. It's quite disgusting, but awesome. So next week, yeah. in addition to whatever we're talking about, project wise, bring in your. Like a pano shot.
1: Oh, you got it. It'll be there. <laughs> We're going to have. It's going to be fun. It's disgusting. <laughs> There's so much. Um, <laughs> anybody else checking in before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, just dumo saying I've uh, been looking forward to the rest of this week. And then he's also said don't forget to dab on him at the end.
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's right. <laughs> D.A.B. Um, so anything else you need to get across before we wrap up and get out of here
1: no I just want to say uh thank you for everyone to tuning in hope you enjoyed um I thought it went really well for our first one I'm very happy with it um, we
0: were we were smart enough to christen it with champagne so hopefully there's a good mojo on yeah. the on the uh, on the live stream podcast um, and and keep in mind we are gonna try to get this out obviously when this video is done it's gonna upload to YouTube so you if you weren't here today You can go back and watch this um, just as a regular video. I'm going to get it set up to where, and granted I forgot to do it today because not only do I have to hit live stream, I have to hit record. I did not hit record. So I can download it later from from YouTube, but I want to set this up to where it goes live to YouTube and in video form to YouTube. And then depending upon... I don't know you weighed in on this and maybe y'all can weigh in on the chat. What's better Spotify or like Apple podcasts. Mm -hmm. I will also upload this in audio form as an actual just podcast. So if anybody just wanted to listen to it, we'll be doing that, you know, down, down the road as well. Um, But main thing is, is it went, I wouldn't say a hundred percent smooth because I messed up a couple of switching things, but just give me time. Yeah, I'll get it. Um, But other than that, it went smooth. Nothing dropped out. The stream Mm -hmm. health was fine the whole time. Obviously, you could hear us. Y'all were there on the chat, so we really do appreciate y'all, number one, being here, but actually interacting with us on the chat. So um, you got anything else? That's it. All right, guys. Well, then that is going to be it for this week. Thank you again. Like the video. If you're not subscribed and you're here, subscribe to the channel. Um, That way you'll know every time I come out with a new video. Make sure the bell is turned to all So you get all notifications. Um, You will be getting a regular bearded drums video next week. In addition to the live stream, it's just going to be the live stream this week. And you know, from both of us, from both of us again, thank you. And we will see you guys on the next one. There you do it. You can do the, do uh, the, do the, uh, the bearded drums outro. Can you do it? I can't. can't I'll put it. I'll put your camera on.
1: I'll come over as and we'll see you. On the next one.
0: That's pretty. That's not bad. Thanks. It's not 100%, but it's not bad. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you later.